everybody. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Episode 12. Number 12. Here we go. This is the uh this is music podcast. Hey, I'm Charlie. I'm George. What's up, Chuck? How are you, George? Good. Looking sharp. Thank you, guy. Um, I got a mustache, George. <laughs> you do. It's very nice. Got got um, dressed up for today. Yeah, I've been trying to tell you to grow the mustache for a while because uh, I like my men to look uh, burly. Um, so here we go. The first uh, heavy. We're getting dark. We're getting dark here, and we're getting real dark. We're getting aggressive. We are right. doing the. Magnum opus of Deftones, maybe? Yes. Uh, White Pony. Yeah, it's, it's funny that I was looking back and I was going to be like, this is like our first kind of like getting into rock. And then I look back and like, we've done almost all rock. What am I talking about? Yeah, it's but just this, heavy. Is, this is yeah, heavy. Yeah. Um, We're going metal, quote. Yeah, there's no fiddle or flute. There's no. There's, <laughs> there's no, really no keyboards. You know, there's there's sounds, yeah. and DJ, there's a DJ that that we'll get into that kind of make this album different from their other ones. But yeah, we're we're gonna get a little heavy and dark, um, and we're I guess Deftone fans can fight about what is their their greatest album, but this is the one that shined the light on the masses. Absolutely, especially um, as well when I was growing up. Yeah, me too. This I was very other than as far as hard music goes other than Led Zeppelin or you know yeah. the, I'm saying Led Zeppelin like it's it's uh, fucking Zeppelin but you know Zeppelin or, or uh, Black Sabbath stuff like that Deftones was like alright I'm listening to Deftones actually my friend uh, Javier's brother got was a super Deftones fan and I was like this is I've never heard music like this before yeah. um, and White Pony was the album that, that got me into it um, so yeah Hard Rock. 2000. We're year. going back to the year 2000. Yeah, pre pre 9/11. Beatle, uh, pre 9/11 album. <laughs> Everything changed after 9/11, Charlie. Um, yeah. So, Deftones. This is their third album. So then, obviously, they made two before that, and yeah. they were, they are sort of the. Uh, not Godfathers or anything like that, but new in this time, new metal, NU metal. Yeah, NU metal was was coming strong. Yeah, or coming, you know, coming into the limelight a lot more. It, it was on the radio, definitely. Yeah, um, you have bands like Horn. Uh, with new metal, for me, it's such a it's such a weird genre because there's great new metal and then yeah. there's terrible just like anything else well, just every other category of music exactly but there's... i feel like new metal bad new metal is is unbearable sometimes because what what new metal incorporates a lot is sort is sort of hip-hop yeah elements to mm -hmm. rock music and chances are white guys are going to be making new metal and guys i think oh you know well Let's just put a little rap here, and yeah. it'll sound dope. And it's like, hey, maybe, maybe not. And um, I, it's it's that whole. Anytime there's a movement, there's bands that a year before they were doing something else, and then they're like, oh, what's this new thing? Let's yeah, do this, guys. Exactly. Let's and jump that's on the why train. I think that's what it is more than the style of music. There is the part of it of rapping over uh, rock. A, a lot of white guys just it's they're out of their element. Uh, you know, you hear Zach De La Rocha do it, and you're like, oh, that's how you do it. Yeah. That's fucking perfect. Yeah. Um, 
and it didn't sound like they were they were jumping on any bandwagon. I think that's more than anything. Even today, you you hear the bands which we've made fun of, or you know, you got the the barnyard stomping on your feet like they grew up out in the country, and it's uh-huh. like you're just suburban guys right outside of yeah. a city. Yeah, you you don't know anything about a barn and and paying, playing the fiddle, and it's just you're jumping on a movement. I think new metal did that, and it just came off more cheesy, and the songwriting suffered. It was it was angst. But instead of Deftones or we're getting into later with Tool, we're just a little more esoteric with their lyrics. Mm-hmm. It was more just like, I'm hurt. Feel my pain. My dad hates me. You know, yeah. just like two right in your face, obvious lyrics and not great songwriting. Yeah. In exploring or doing, yeah, doing some exploration and, uh, and studying for, for this podcast, really delving into Deftones lyrics, um, not for the first time, but definitely seeing it in a different light while yeah. doing this podcast it's like yeah the, the the songwriting and the lyrics are are very understatedly like yeah. great yeah in, in, in Deftones records because it's not like you said it's not just straight up into something I mean, some things are straight up in your face but everything's got um, like, a, like another meaning and it's in these lyrics if you break them down and we will um, through the course of this podcast dark ass lyrics yeah and they don't even have to make sense like the, the thing i guess with metal is that it's not all about the lyrical no. content it's no. how he we're talking the singer if, if he's i feel like if he's riding the wave of what the music's pushing forward then he's doing his job yes and then every once in a while there'll be a, a, a propaganda chant or something that will get you going that will something you want to sing along to for a second mm-hmm. that's that that could be good enough i i think um uh, Chino, which is the singer of the Chino band. Chino Marino. Chino Marino. Great mm-hmm. name for lead singer. Yeah, it is. I just it rhymes, so that's nice. Um, he, with the whole new metal movement, he, I, I just think he comes with a new style of singing over t- over this type of music, where, and if you listen to a lot of interviews, he wasn't really a metal guy at mm-hmm. all. He liked new wave. And he liked 80s shoegaze and, yeah. and like English bands. Yeah. He wasn't really into American rock and roll. Uh-huh. Little hip, old school hip hop. Yeah. Um, and almost like he loves Morrissey. He has like that flowy melody. Well, which if he's a Mexican just, guy, of course he likes Morrissey. Right. It's 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 <laughs> in your you, you you got Mary hanging up somewhere all over your house, and yeah. you and you like Morrissey. <laughs> but it, he, I just I like that part of it where he's kind of. He, he can scream like a motherfucker and Absolutely. do that dirty growl if you need it. But it's not just constantly doing that just because he's... That's what you're supposed to do in a heavy metal band. No, he's definitely got mo- mo- melody and, and his... I didn't want to... Yeah, I don't want to get into this. Here, he's just got a beautiful voice. Yeah. It, it, and it's definitely a tortured sounding voice. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of comes with the territory with this kind of music. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the band, and this is the first album where we kind of just coming as heavy, heavy, heavy music here. And this album isn't just pure metal. No, not it's at not. All. It's not. It's very. It's got you know elements of like trip hop and 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 shoegaze, like 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 you know stuff that he was influenced by. If I dare say, it's like a kid A of metal. I can see that. There's a song we'll get into it that sounds like it could have been off of Kid A. Sure. You just it sounds like uh, just a little. We'll get into that specific, but yeah, I think this was kind of a turning point for new metal. Um, and as far as singing and him being the singer, that we'll go briefly into the history of them. Mm-hmm. He started off wanting to be the drummer, and the a thing that I've Chino Chino yeah. sorry. Uh, 
thing I've mentioned before that bands that I really the ones that like deep down I love like if, for bigger bands you know Chili Peppers or not even bands I love but U2 and um, the Beatles and stuff like that is they were friends growing up in high school and I love how they stuck together this is one of those bands yep these are boys from high school uh, Chino Marino the singer uh, Abe Cunningham the drummer and then the uh, guitarist Stephen Carpenter yeah Stephen Carpenter were high school buddies and they eventually got uh, Chi Chang the bassist who actually passed away mm-hmm. um, in a car accident we can he did it after this album so it was in later 2000s uh, he's on this album and they have a new bassist now but that that's kind of the core of the group and then they, for this album they've had a um, Fra- Frank Delgado yeah he was the DJ, and that was another part of the new metal yes. movement. Was a DJ, yeah, which is cool because instead it's almost like replacement of a keyboardist, yeah, and, and just atmosphere mm-hmm. and well, giving texture. Yeah, well, what Frank Delgado adds to uh, adds to Deftones is he'll he he's not just a standard turntablist where he's just you know yeah like you hear it in in, in uh, Limp Bizkit like stuff Limp Bizkit. Uh, what's the other band? Uh, Lincoln Park does it too, and I like elements of both of those bands too. They're both bands that people like to make fun of, yeah. and I do like that aspect of, like you said, it replaces the keyboardist yeah. uh, in a way. Frank Delgado, what he would do or does is is kind of loops and samples and, and adds adds the atmospheric element to Deftones music, which you'll hear you hear it strongly in the, in, in in White Pony, and then throughout the course of the rest of you know this is the third album now they have what nine yeah i think they're at nine yeah. now yeah i think it's nine now with one. gore yeah gore which is they just released a couple months ago yeah um and then yeah just the trajectory of, of their albums after this are, are is is great yeah and, and it doesn't even have to be replace a keyboardist is there weren't keyboardists in heavy music no. for the most part you know mm-hmm. uh and Faith, he plays keyboards too he's a keyboardist true. as well that's true but it, it, when, they when, actually when, all they all yeah fumble around with yeah. it on and, this album and when we say replace it's like okay you need you have, you have your drums you have your bass you have your guitar you have your lead singer what other element are you going to add here most of the time it's it's a keyboard or horn yeah with new metal it was a dj a turntablist usually and i think they wanted to add in i think that a lot of them thought there was that missing in rock and roll or in heavy metal or heavy rock or whatever the hell we're gonna call this Mm -hmm. there was that texture missing that a lot of people like that the bare bones it's just bass guitars Mm -hmm. singing and that's it and drums that kind of movement brought in like we it's it's almost that psychedelic we want to bring in things floating around in the background headphone kind of music it was kind of bringing in a pink floyd aesthetic into heavy music absolutely yeah yeah when when you're i mean a four-piece band or i guess standardly or standard standardly is not a word standardly bastardly uh, normally what you would do or have is a three-piece drum drum guitar bass lead singer i guess it's still a three-piece but when you add that extra element especially with keyboards you can do pretty much anything else yeah. uh, in the in the background or something in, in this album. A couple songs, it's in the forefront yep. um, uh, uh, of the music. And I mean, all of these dudes. I mean, Abe Cunningham's one of the best guitar uh, drummers of hard rock, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Um, the sounds they get off his drums too. The way that it was produced on this album is ridiculous. just so cool just he uses different snares and it's yeah. just like you and i'm not a drummer but I, I i love hearing 
I, I mean, I'm a music fan, so it's like, yeah, what did he do on the drums here? Oh, look, he added, you know, you can hear the different symbols, or you hear, like, the reverse symbol, or you hear the snare, different sound, or in the, the, the you know, the 16th drums, or uh, bass drums, or yeah, whatever he's doing. And, he's a master. Yeah, and you're right. He uses, all, maybe not, yeah, well, actually, you're right. I read different drums for songs, but different drum sounds almost every song. Mm -hmm. It's not, and, and I... There's something kind of cool about staying consistent for an album and just having that drum sound, but they just really wanted to experiment. They they had two albums before, which and when I say Kid A, their two albums before are more in the hardcore realm. Yes, they they do have the DJ doing a little atmosphere, uh, but it's a lot more of just kind of metal riffs. Um, they, they'll slow down a little bit. Um, but for the most part, it's it's pretty just aggressive, screaming music, which, and it, they're great. They're, mm -hmm. I'm not knocking those albums at all. I really like them. Yeah. But just not as much as the turning point here. Um, yeah, this this album's definitely the the the, the, the like, I guess you just said it. The turning point yeah. where the fir the first two were screamo, uh, screamo regular regular metal, and then throughout or after this they. They kind of get away from the quote-unquote new metal yeah. sound. This is kind of their last new metal album where you have their roots and then you have what they're what they will continue what they're to, going, what into. They're going into, what they're yeah. exploring. Um, their first, yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, even the Scream Core albums, though, I, I'm not, I, I don't know all the big Scream Core bands and hardcore bands of the '90s, and I know, you know, I'm, I'm talking out of my ass, but. From what I've listened to, they were always a step above, even in that realm. Mm -hmm. For the band, people would play me other bands, and I was like, "This is cool," but they always stuck out to me as just a step above. They were yeah. on another level to me, even before White Pony. When people would play me this, I just I felt like they were just they had something there. Well, like you said, they they, they were one of these guys that one of these bands that had years of playing with each other, or at least the core did since the '90s. I mean, their first record, uh, Adrenaline came out and, and they were already like well this is a matured band they've been playing together for five uh, years yeah like five i was gonna say eight years but yeah five, it, it, something like that you yeah know. there was so, there's drummers coming in and out mm -hmm. and guitars but for yeah maybe five to eight years yeah. i it started in high before school before they came out with their first album right so that alone and i and i've repeated it before but the ten, like they put their ten thousand hours in together jamming together and putting this putting you know putting their chemistry together i'm sure they were doing tons of covers of metallica to the cure yeah to probably well not far to the smiths, smiths. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i think they were just like let's just do everything mm -hmm. let's be find our sound yeah not just be one little spectrum of music and well, let's just do that we know how to play guitar yeah and drum so let's just go this realm yeah, so like I mentioned, the first album was Adrenaline. Great album. Uh, yeah, really great, and it did well. Yeah. It did pretty well for you know a band's first record. Uh, yeah. These guys are coming from Sa from Sacramento, California. Yeah. And not you know it's not like it's not LA, it's not New York, it's not Nashville even. But you know they came in and this is this is kind of in the boom of, um, you know tools around at this point and you know it's post grunge it, know. well it's right yeah it's, it's so, just the whole after thing. the cusp of yeah of, you, you know. still got Soundgarden around mm -hmm. but yeah Kurt Cobain is dead yeah uh, and yeah they're kind of not I guess they, they kind of bands got a little more recognition because of that whole movement for sure there was just that that movement for anger well what it was is I think the alternative genre came out came about 
and then with alternative with that genre came alt metal came alt country alt. came alt pop came alt rock alt whatever rap everything yeah. was a different spin on things and what deftones became was like essentially alt metal yeah. where they weren't just doing you know not not that not the not, I mean slayers the shit but you know there was a lot of bands who wanted to be slayer there's a lot of bands that and you can't be no but but that's a very you know people are going to try to emulate things and what the Deftones did you know, okay so the first record Adrenaline and then Around the Fur their second one another great great album like they haven't had a bad album since no. but I think what they wanted to do was okay let's let's start let's start make having our own voice and and those as those two albums are great but they still haven't come into that's a Deftones record yeah and it's what it's weird Chino Marino's favorite album is Around the Fur mm-hmm I just think, and, and also you got to take in, he's taken personal experiences. He, they can't, he couldn't even believe they were making a second album. Again, he was started off as a drummer. Then they're like, well, obviously when Abe came in and started playing the drums, he just knew he he wasn't going to be the drummer. Yeah. So yeah. they're like, you sing. So it wasn't, he didn't have this lifelong goal of, I'm going to be a singer. He just, Which is so fucking. Because he's one of, he's a, he's a, yeah, he's a king at it. <laughs> he's a uh, monster at singing, you know? Um. But just he obviously he found his niche, um, and you know he likes that second album it, it probably because of just the crazy times and even being allowed. He, they must have just been in a whirlwind, just like anyone. If you blow up that quick, it must just be kind of crazy. Yeah. They're only twenty something mm-hmm. years old, if that. Um, but yeah, he really likes that album. But he started playing guitar um, for this for yes. White Pony, and there was there was conflict between him and Shane. Carpenter, the the guitarist, uh-huh. he says that you know, looking back on it, it was not tiresome, but it was it was tough to make this record because you have a lead guitar guitarist that is writing amazing riffs, obviously professional guitarist, and then you come in lead singer and you kind of want to write mellow, mm-hmm. pretty uh, arpeggio, Ethereal. and just like keep it like that. Yeah. And he's just I mean, kind of like, well, who are you coming in on? Like, do you, you, you sing? Yeah. But we're doing a good job already. Yeah, we're. We clearly have a good dynamic here. Yeah, we got a big follow. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it wasn't so anti, like, I don't want to do that, but just like, all right, yeah, I like your idea, but let me kind of have control of this realm. You mm-hmm. sing. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of button heads, but sometimes good art, as people say, cliche over and over again, makes good art. You need to. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so we mentioned the first two records. The after or around the fur, they they tour, and they have a pretty successful tour. Pretty big. And what I found hilarious uh, was once they were like, okay, let's write our third record. They spent four months putting White Pony together, longest. and at this point was the longest. Yeah. <laughs> the longest they spent making a record. four months. It's nothing. Yeah. And, and maybe that's not nothing, but you know they were riding on the road. Um, and then they had, I guess they had the skeletons of songs going in the studio and four months to make a, you know, what is this, 13? Well, you also remember four months isn't once a week. Sure. Four, sure. This is every day, sure. eight hours a day. Sure. So it's a little different. But just to say like, oh, that's the longest they spent. Yeah. And obviously probably up to this point, they, that was the longest. But to me, that's just funny. Like they put together this masterpiece rock record. Yeah in four months and it's like oh well, we spent a long time on that well you know 
okay, sure. Well, and you don't really have the luxury of spending that much time mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. This is still, this is pre-9-11, pre-music uh, just getting downloaded for free and no one buying <laughs> records anymore. Yeah. So you're going into studio, you don't have time to really, I mean, even though they're practicing in a studio cheap somewhere, they don't really have a, a, that much time to fuck around. Fuck around. They got to get back on tour. They got momentum going. Yeah, and and, and they're backed by a, a major label. And the point. label is pushing. Yeah. They 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 said to them straight to their face, "This is your moment. We want to. We think you, we can take you to the next level." Mm-hmm. There wasn't crazy pressure from what I read, besides the first song that we'll get into eventually. Um, it wasn't like we're gonna. We want you to change your sound, but we're gonna push. Marketing-wise, we're going to try to push as hard as we can. We want you guys to be in, the, the in, premier in, band. And what the record label thought that what they thought was best. They you know, said that there wasn't a lot of pressure, but they did have, the record label did have, um, they did have their their say in oh, a lot sure. of the things that happened here. I mean, this was with uh, Maverick, uh, Maverick Records. Yep. Yeah. And a quick uh, kind of nice story about Maverick Records and finding them is they were on tour on their first album. I forget the band they were opening up for. Um, kind of a bigger band. And everyone left. You know, they were closing the show. One of those things where you're just, no one knows you, so you play after the, the real band. And then everyone yeah. left. No one, They're playing in front of no one besides some someone at Maverick Records. And he heard whatever it is that I hear when I hear Deftones. There's just something about them that is different from the rest of the crop of, mm-hmm. of that type of music. Yeah. And he liked it, so they played a show in front of no one, except they, you know, they kind the of... The right guy. The right guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we were kind of, we said in the Tom Waits episode, the... Uh, yeah. Troubadour. He, huh? That Troubadour? Yeah, it was at the, some guy just hanging out. Yeah. And, and that's a very, you know, that's kind of how... That's kind of the uh, a repent, a repeated story in, in successful people. It's just the right guy was there at the mm-hmm. right time, and... and and this band's giving their all in front of no one, no one caring. Yeah. But it's not about that. It's just about the, the passion behind it. So yeah, Maverick Records. Um, it, it didn't sound like it was a, a dictatorship, but they were they they wanted they, they they wanted to have a little more input just on what they think. The movement of the time was the mood for what type of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to talk about it too much because we're gonna talk about it with the first song, right? Just this, kind of yeah. what the story behind what the that is. Did. Yeah. yeah uh, quick thing, Deftones. The name. One of the best band One names. One of my of favorite all time. names. Absolutely. I've said it forever. Yeah. What it what it is is um what it is is what it is 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 uh so Deftones, Def because they were like influenced hip-hop. by hip hop, like Def Jam, that kind of thing. They took Def and then they took like Dick and the Deltones, the the quintones, monotones, yeah. tones um, was you know so they combined it, yeah. and and what I, I it never gets mentioned, but I was like think like tone deaf deaf tones, uh, you know just a little switch there. Yeah. Deaf tones is a great fucking band name. There it is. Um, and and that always adds people up in my head if they've got a good band name. Um, and we'll talk about it on the we're, the, night, the album we're doing in conjunction with this is Tool. Which I think it's a terrible fucking band name, but we'll discuss but it that when it gets so there. Well. We'll talk yeah. about that when we get when yeah. we get there. Um, but automatically puts me in a, in a higher in a, in a put put them in a higher echelon or whatever here. Um, and then we can talk about the okay. So what we're do what we're gonna cover today is the re-release. The album was originally released in um, June of two thousand. 
and uh, and like Charlie mentioned, the first song uh, that we're covering is called "Back to School." Mini Maggot um, was not on the initial release, and I wanted to do this this um, re-release versions because that's the album that I grew up listening to and or know well that's all i've ever known either that's all yeah so we're gonna do that one and i don't know why but the deftones white pony uh album cover is just one of the more most iconic album covers or logos of all time as far as i'm concerned Mm -hmm. and i don't know why it's just a cover it's just a white box with an outline of a horse kind of you know running but he's he's in motion and that's all it is it's heavily influenced by hum yes you prefer an astronaut yeah the the band hum did you you see the the right yeah yeah it's got a uh, a zebra on the front it's, down on the corner left yeah so the original record what it was uh the original release it's a gray background and then the 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 white pony there and then deftones white pony and then when the re-release came out it's just the logo boom yeah right in the middle this is deftones yeah um and that's the one you like more the white one the one with the horse the, the, I mean the pony with the gray background. No, no, no. Oh, no. you don't like that one. No, I like or, the, I like I like this one, the one with the white guy, the white horse on the white, white background. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the one I like. Okay. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. But yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. But that, that that's just the, the uh, to me, it's just such an iconic. Uh, yeah, it's kind of creepy because it's just that's all what, that's going on. Like, what, what is behind this? Yeah, you know, what's going on here? <laughs> well, white, quickly, white pony. Yeah, it's slang for uh, street slang for cocaine. Cocaine. Uh, maybe some people say crystal meth. Yeah, um, drugs. There was some general. talk of like a sexual dream. Um, there's a, a quote uh, from Chino. Really, it's just the name I like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, at first, I wanted to name it One Trick Pony, but there's a Paul Simon record already called that, <laughs> and you don't fuck with Paul Simon. Nice. Uh, no, you don't. You don't fuck with So I kind of lost the idea, and White Pony gives off that same vibe. It was coming up a lot, and I liked it, so I brought it to the band, and everyone else liked it. So we just stuck with it. It's kind of the theme, even though there's nothing behind it. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, the, and, and what you just said, it, it kind of is the arc of, uh, or not the arc, but a a, a common motif in this record is it's kind, there's this is what this album's about, but it's really not. Or this is what this song's about, but it's really not. Yeah. Um, this is the part where I was saying earlier it sounds like Hospongas. Anyways, we'll skip okay. that part. Yeah. Let's sing it back in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're not on the song yet. There's, yeah. There's, he's got, like, okay, this is what the song's about, but it's not really about that. Or this is what, you know, this is the, this is what this, this, um, this is what happened when I wrote this song, but then I'm going to create this whole other uh, alternative or alternate reality and then write this song. Yeah. And you'll just see in the lyrics and it will break them down and you think, well, this is a fucked up story. But it's like, it came from this little part, this little true story. And yeah. then Chino just took it and, and made this dark, aggressive, yeah. fucked up theme yeah. throughout the throughout the record. And that was a big shift too. We're talking about the music shifting from the first two records, his lyric writing was less about himself, even though everything is still kind of about yourself, but he's telling more stories. Yes. But not yeah. like Bob, well, not like not not like Bob Dylan, but just, they're still kind of about him, 
but just at a distance. Yes. They could be about anyone. Yeah, he he, he, he is kind of almost talking in the third person with a lot of these things. Even like, with it, he says I. Yeah. You know, like not, uh, the songs like like Knife Party or like Digital Bath are all like true stories that became these uh, story stories. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh,. Yeah, I think we do we cover enough of the of the band. Yeah, I don't want to battle over the album covers. Why? Which one's better? No, I'm do just you like joking. the gray one. No, I'm just joking. You want to die? <laughs> I like them both. <laughs> yeah, no, I do too. But it's it's just that that um, the the alternative cover that the, uh, that I know. There's just something about a like a pony gallantly trotting on a yeah. heavy metal record that's just awesome to yeah, me. Totally. You know, instead of it just like fire and fucking brimstone and, and like, like that, devils. That heavy metal like fonts yeah. that every man yeah. has. Yeah. <laughs> this is nice and pretty and sharp and yeah, just... And, and the two albums we're doing um, and we'll mention it in the Tool record um, is that the the uh, the logos of Deftones and the album art is always very, very good. Yeah, they, like the Deftones that they have, like the cursive writing, yeah. it just looks great. Yeah. Um. So they got that shit down, like from the get go. Yeah, they got the whole aesthetic, pleasing look going yeah, on to them totally. too. Totally. Um. I used aesthetic twice already. Yeah. Aesthetic. Um, Terry Date, the producer. Did yes. we get into that? Did he do the first two? Um, did he do the first two records as well? They, they knew him for a while. I think he was he was. Um, he's produced uh, and he's produced, engineered, mixed uh, Pantera, Soundgarden, some rap guys too. I think like uh, a bunch of different. He does a lot of metal things too, but I think like uh, um, Limp, uh, Limp Biscuit, I think, uh, and, and some hip hop guys. But like this guy's been around. Yeah, he did Helmet, uh, Soundgarden. I already said that. Uh, yeah, so he did the first two albums too. He ended up doing Limp Bizkit, Stained, Incubus, Sir Slipknot, I mean, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Yeah, this guy is all over the place. Corn. Um, so he's into that the whole big daddy new, soundtrack. new metal thing. The <laughs> Big Daddy soundtrack. Yeah. He started off in metal, and I, I think this is the one where um, he... He was even Terry Day was opening his mind up more. He was just like, "No, I produce metal records. Mm -hmm. You know, and what do you guys, what are you guys starting to do? I don't do this other type of music." But he yeah. started being like, "Oh, this is good." Well, this the first two I think were were produced by like Deftones and Terry Day. Terry Day. Yeah. Where I think this one, he kind of just took the realm. All right, I see what you guys are gonna do. I yep. see what you guys want to do, and then got on board with it. Yeah. But the Deftones were, I think, the first one might have been straight up produced by them themselves self-produced yeah and then yeah they they split they split billings as this far one's, as producing this one's split too this is two yeah. okay so yeah i mean but anyways he so he is he is he's got a lot of authority uh, yeah absolutely and, and again frank delgado is now he he was kind of just the guy that went on tour with them a lot and would throw in little samples mm -hmm. on albums but now he's a full-time official official member and it's and we'll get into what he does on on this album um and where they kind of change from then on they he made him a full-time member so he adds a lot more to the songs and gives it a rich texture definitely that uh they didn't have before a lot of heavy metal might not have in, in our eyes anyways um yeah i think i think we're covered yeah for the uh the breakdown yeah so i mean the last little thing it's uh it was recorded between august and december of 99 at larrabee sound studios in west hollywood uh california and the plant recording studios in sasadito california which is uh 
Northern California area, which is guys, which where these guys are from. Um, there are a couple of guests on here. We'll get into. Um, yes, very influential, powerful guests. Um, and the yeah, the we'll, we'll get uh, the, yeah, we'll just get into the songs. But they they get some kind of outside the box ideas mm-hmm. uh, with some of these guests that are, are really cool. So um, I think it's time to just jump in. Yep. Should, we'll talk about it after we play it about the the story behind this one. Back to school because this on the original album release, this was not the first song. It was not. Back to school, Mini Maggot. So Cool. So this is oh, we were talking about the new metal. Yeah. This is kind of the old, not the only new metal song on there. But kind of. But kind of. Yeah. Um, and this is this song was kind of just like a hey, you guys wanted what we fucking like doing? Well, here you fucking go. Yeah. Here, look, you think we you think we don't rock anymore? Because that's what well, like when this record came out. Yeah, the record came out and they released. Um, and everyone knows it, or you know, if you listen to this, "Change in the House of Flies," huge song, with mm-hmm. the biggest song they've ever released. Yeah, I, yeah. And uh, the record company said, "We don't hear a second single." Um, with uh, oh, after change. Yeah, yeah. That song is blowing up. They're looking through the the album, and they don't hear a second single, which is kind of weird because later on there is a single that they wanted to release and they didn't. Um, and they suggested there's a song, Pink Magnet, which is the last song on the album after Change in the House of Flies. And they really like the chorus, which is the, now that you need it, but yeah. you don't. So, you know, push back the square, which is a great chorus. They said, how about you speed this up, pick up the tempo, shorten it up, and, uh, you know, record some verses because uh, Pink Magnet, which we'll get into later, it's, it's kind of weird going over it because it is the same song in yeah. that way. Yeah, um, right, but that's it's why very it's called Mini Magnet. It's right. Just a little, little yeah, of and it. this is aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's new metalish. Yeah. He's ra- He's he doesn't he's got really. The wet, wet, yeah, the, the wild, yeah. Wild. But it's not as it, to me. Even when I hear it, I'm I I, ha- I get that feeling of that rap feeling, but it's not as 
it's still his his voice is garbled up and he's kind of still screaming in between yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it's not just a rap, but it, 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 it there's no doubt that this is a rap rock song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Can't help but think like, oh, cool, this is like what Limbiscuit sounds like all the time. Right. Yeah. Every song. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, oh, you be loving this shit right here. Yeah, he never goes into that realm, which is everyone's got their own styles, but that's not where they go with this. No. Uh, so yeah, so this was re-recorded to be the second single, which it was, and I think it did okay. Um, and we've read tons of inter- interviews about this. We've uh, we've read that he hates it. We've read that he thinks it's okay, or the band thinks it's okay. Some they it's kind of a mixed verdict if we're if we're trying to go through their whole history of it. But we tend to think at the end of the day, it's a mistake. That if they want people to think of the album, this wasn't the next song is is the beginning What's of the, the album. first one. Yeah, because I mean they they yeah the, the, it, it was kind of just like a hey fuck you. Here you go. Here's this. Here's this back to the school song. But when you listen to the song, it's like it's got. If you're if you're a Deftones fans, if you're a Deftones fan, you know prior to this to this record, you go, oh, you know, and you hear this song, you go, okay, all right, that, that's that's what we want to hear. Yeah. Not this fucking bullshit with slow melodies and and, yeah. and and weird shit. No, give me something that rocks, idiots. This sounds you know? good when you're in the summertime. For summer, when it's on the radio, this just kind of eases in nicely. It's not too offensive. the The studio said that they lost their heaviness and they wanted more, but I think they wanted more like slam rock, yeah, uh, dance kind of heaviness. Um, there's, you know, and again, there's a lot of interviews about it. Um, and Chino wanted to prove him wrong. Uh, they, they, they wanted it. He said, uh, first I wanted to stick this idea up my ass, but then I thought. I'm going to show these fuckers how easy it is to create a hit single. Mm-hmm. And so I wrapped the hip-hop part on that song. We shortened it up, and a half hour later, the hit single was ready to roll on. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I kind of like that part where he's like, I can write hit songs if you want me to. Yeah, I'm going to show you, quote uh, Chino again, uh, I'm going to show these fuckers how easy it is to rap a hit, to uh, create a hit single. So I rapped the hip hop song part of uh, part of that song. He's just like, motherfucker, if you guys want this, I'll I'll do that. Yeah. But that's not what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's like, cool. This is this is a, this is a, you know, me me listening to this as a fucking whatever twelve year old. It's like cool. I like yeah. This. this is cool. And then and then we'll go into the rest of the record where it, yeah. it, it strays away from this. Thankfully, in my in my opinion now, yeah. thankfully it got away from that like new metal thing because I, I, it's okay to me, but it's not my favorite. Yeah. But uh, uh, the rest of the record here, Deftones is just like, yep, there's Deftones. That's well, the Deftones I know now. Yeah. I love now. And you're thinking if they're trying to make a, a just a cohesive sound record, this one isn't is this is the one that jumps off as not sounding like the rest. Yep. And and. You know, you, you think of classic albums, it's not usually the hit song at the beginning. It's There's a song that kind of introduces the album, mm-hmm. and then it goes in a little more. So even the first song can kind of be not not um, not a bad song, but just they, they might not even be catchy. It might just, it's just, it's an introduction Let's to get them. Into this. Right. Yeah. This song is right away, it's like, here's a hit single, everyone, sing along. Yeah. Um, and, and then the then the record will start with the with the, you know the, the second one on this one, but I think this song just gets stronger and stronger as it goes along. A lot of a lot of albums I seem to notice they kind of have a bell curve or 
they have a low point in something and then this one what what i think happens is it starts at the bottom and slowly works its way up yeah you know linearly up just mm -hmm. better and better because i'm like we're trying to do linear George's point I'm is he's Hitler. doing the hitler uh <laughs> raising his fist and um, uh he's wearing a nazi uniform but it's comfortable and it's hot so yeah what are you gonna do anyways so we're going back to school george what are we talking about here what is chino what is he going on about uh you know, I, I, I don't know how far out of school they were from this point. Um, you know, it's almost like uh, looking back on school years, talking about cliques. Yeah, just kind of like the first day of school, just like uh, everybody's fucking in their own thing and I don't belong. And, and it's just or, that, that. Or I belong in all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I like that. I like that one dude in that clique. I like that guy in that clique. Mm -hmm. But it's still, at the end of the day, I don't want to be part of any of it. Everyone's trying to impress everyone. I'm going to be in the back hall. Smoking cigarettes and drinking, drinking vodka. vodka. <laughs> Nothing else much to do. No. Already know that they're going to be in a rock band. or That's what they're trying for. Yeah, and he's just initially just calling out bullshit. Like, oh, you guys are adorable. Yeah. Oh, do little clicks and stuff. Oh, yeah, fuck you guys. I, you I, I, I can see that as also kind of a shout out to the whole band, rock band movement sure. at the time. I mean, they're... There we, are, we don't fit in. We kind of fit in with all you guys. And we're going to take you back to school. Yeah. Sure. Where you belong. Go study a little more before you try to step in our shoes. Mm -hmm. um, they're also really respectable. They, they, I don't really hear them talk shit that much about other bands or anything. No. But they're not really. But I, but in your song, you can throw a little. A little jab. little jabs. Yeah. Like, you think we're on the same page, but I know we're not. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing in this in this album or the song I really really like is that they shout out Cool Keith, which is yep. uh, which was I, they were super influenced by that. And the whole second verse was kind of straight up from a Keith, Cool Keith song. The you think we're on the same page, but oh, we're not. I'll be the man. Watch your backpack and the pencils, just like Cool Keith. He's flipping it. Why don't we keep it simple? And it's like Cool Keith has a thing like oh, we have backpack and just being back at school kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, there's your hip hop. You know, that's yeah. like where he was saying he, he took the hip hop first. And, yeah, I, I read and it with it. an interview that he was at a record store. Yeah, uh, and that's when he heard it. Yeah. And he, and some reason he was just you know probably flipping through, looking through records, and he just heard like uh, the. The one that really, I'll be the man with watch your backpack, pen and pencil. He really liked that line mm -hmm. for some reason. It's from um, I Don't Play by Cool Keith, just in case yep. you need to know. Um, yeah, so there's a little, I, I again, I love that in, in rock and in hip hop when you reference other bands and not you're not stealing. You're not. You're shouting them out. You're just shouting them out. Yeah. We're all in this together at the end of the day. Just trying to make music and. Uh, you know, rap to hip, rap to rock to hip hop to jazz, and then you give these guys shout outs like, you know, I, we we did on the um, when we did the uh, the tripod quest, it's like that thing was just filled with shout outs, and I, there's something I really really like about that. Yeah. And you don't see it in rock, um, at a, almost at all, really. But, but but I mean, rock isn't trying to sing about. No. They're trying to go, and now I'm not saying they're on a deeper level, but they're not. They don't have time to just be like. Yeah, you know, like, like, I, I miss I miss my love and shout out to Tropical Quest. I like it's just the like, Beatles. Yeah, it's just it wouldn't work. That's not what rock music's doing. No, more hip hop's more commentary. You sure. can kind of you're, you're having a conversation. Sure. So, there's the difference, George. If you didn't know, 
Oh, is it? Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> Thanks for teaching me. So yeah, um, their their only hip hop ish song on this. I like it. Again, I, I do not despise it. I, the snare drum. It, yeah. It's got like this reverb pop to it, which is really cool. He's got that great screaming. Uh, there's that scream. Yeah, just let you guys know, hey, all right, here's your fucking rock song. Yeah. Can we go into our fucking record now? Yeah. You guys, are you pleased, the people that like, you know, and there's nothing wrong with liking catchy songs. We know that's how the world spins. But here's ours, but now we're going to get into uh, what White Pony was originally intended to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, George, it's Fetisera. 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 That's Portuguese. Fetisera. Feitiseria. Well, I, yeah, I wrote down the pronunciation. Feitiseria, but I'm sure there's a ra. I think Feitiseria. Feitiseria. Sorry, guys, I am uh, Bostonian. Felicity. It's Felicity. <laughs> uh, let's so song number two. But remember, everyone, this let's let's imagine. Close your eyes. You don't. This song doesn't exist. No. Back to school. You open up your little CD package, which people don't know what that means anymore. That's the sound you effects see, of opening you see a CD. The, the really the better cover, the gray cover with the no, or this the white cover, or the white cover, uh-huh. and you're like, what's gonna happen? You open up the package, take out that CD, you slide it in your little portable Walkman that doesn't uh, skip when you run. And what do you hear? Fetisera. So I just want to say it a couple more times. Just, Sorry, guys. Just say it. Yeah, I'm way <laughs> And just the way it's spelled, it's, it's confusing to me. Uh, originally <laughs> called New Murderer, as he says right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the thing that starts off for me that I really like about this, it almost sounds to me like an engine trying to start up. It's like... Okay. And then... Fuck, I'm drunk, and then the song it just starts. kicks in out of nowhere. Yeah. I really love that intro. It, it, it's you hear like the guitar start, and he's kind of looking around, like you guys gonna jump in yet? And the drummer's like, hold on, let me get this going, and then they just blast in. And of course, the first lyric of the first quote official album is 
fuck, I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got... Um, so Storytelling. From first off, the new metal... Gone. Out the window. Yeah. It started... This is Deftones. This is what the Deftones are going to sound This like. is new, new metal. This is... Yeah, exactly. Two, new squared metal. Exactly. N-U, high, little, small, two, metal. Um, fuck, I'm drunk, but I'm on my knees. The police stopped chasing. I'm her new cool meat. Uh, so this, yeah. So what we were saying earlier about about um, storytelling. Storytelling. Yes, thank you. Is this was a thing that he heard about some woman from Brazil or some Portuguese girl who was sort of one of those black widow. Um, black widow woman who you know kills her ex-lovers or something like that Mm -hmm. and he chino took his took that story and just made it so that like he's now the guy who's who's being kidnapped by this woman just the um fuck i'm drunk but i'm on my knees the police stop chasing i'm her new cool me she pops the trunk and she removes me the machine takes pictures of us and my jaw and my teeth are I'm choking from gnawing on the ball. So he's it's kidnapped. like he's in yeah, he's being yeah. kidnapped by this woman. He's in the trunk of the car, he's got a ball gag on. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit, like this guy's like this guy's in trouble. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this this is you're in the all of a sudden you don't have a really prerequisite. It's just all of a sudden, fuck, I'm drunk and I've been kidnapped. Like I just woke up in the trunk and now she's taking me. Yeah. You you're thrown right into the middle of the story. Mm-hmm. Um Fate Brazilian female. Can, sure. That's kind of the the meaning of it. Yeah. There was also um, there was a TV show. Um, she's so she's a sex symbol. Uh, her trademark is a veil she uses, and of course, her body in sexy lingerie. Um, she became famous in a TV show where only men could men could participate. The host asked a few questions, really hard ones. Then, if the player fails, Fetisera began to hurt him. Like, for example, shaving his leg with wax, shaving his head. She really embarrassed men for being so greedy. But on the other hand, if they get the answer right, a few made them, uh, Fetisera concedes him a wish, like staying with her alone, get into, her, get into love games with her, everything except sex. So, he, yeah, he was, he's watching this, this weird fucking show on, Span- on Spanish television yeah. about this woman who will grant you these sexual desires but if you get it wrong she's gonna embarrass you and fuck you up and he took it to the next level where she's gonna kidnap you and she's really fucking me up yeah he goes uh, the name Feiticeria Feiticeria is some Portuguese name that I read in a magazine and it just liked it's based on a scenario of being taken captive it's completely fictional I want that people who listen to this that feel like they're the ones in this situation because I, because of that, I sing it in the first person. It's up to the people to figure out if I'm having fun with them or not. Even though it sounds a bit eerie, and like totally, like you said, Damn. immediately, fuck, I'm drunk, and and I'm in this I, in the trunk of this car, and this woman's taking me over. It's like, oh shit, now I feel like I'm the one in in the trunk here, and you just hear like like there's already this the creepy shit going on in the background here. Yeah. 
And, and he goes into first and timey and timey for now. You said you would, right? Question mark. And then you said you would, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't think she does. Uh, are you answering me? Are you gonna? Are you, what, what? you said you were gonna time me. Are you we said, good? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm a new murder. I'm, I'm guessing this all ends in a bloodbath. Yeah. Um, and I think that he, like you said, with the storytelling, he's already putting in these visuals of, of dark, fucked up situations that he puts himself in, or that he puts us in as listeners. Yeah. Uh, but you just hear like already like there's Abe's drums, just like, just perfect tones. Singing comes in, and it's like it, everything is so perfectly like. I should stop talking with my hands because the podcast is. You're doing the Hitler sign again. I don't know. No, I'm just not. stop like doing that. Doesn't make any sense. Moving my arms around. He's got uh, glow sticks on and he's dancing. Yeah, George took some exocetin for this show. I'm feeling good, man. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, what we should mention is uh, every show we mention what we drink to- yeah. today. What we're brought we to you by. Brought to you by Long Island Ice Coffees. Um, our friend Elena. She sent us a thing about it. It was Kahlua. Uh, a thing. Uh, recipe. Recipe, sorry. It was Kahlua, yep. rum, Irish coffee liqueur, and coffee. coffee. And um, it was very good. But now I finished that drink. Yeah, and exactly I'm done. drinking Sierra Nevada. So, so it's brought to you by. Yeah, it's brought to you by two different drinks tonight, yeah, folks. Because uh, it's. We're know, getting heavy tonight. Two in the afternoon, and uh, <laughs> we need a drink. Uh, but Felisa Teria, it's like cool, ready. I'm glad. I'm glad every uh, every song title after this is, is easy to say. Yeah. Um, but it's like cool. I'm ready to rock into this album now. And and this, if this was the introduction, this does have uh, similarities to their other albums. Mm-hmm. This one sounds classic. Deftones. Sure. It's got that. His singing's a little weirder, but not really. It's kind of what he did on the other albums. He does a high pitch thing right there. He started mm-hmm. singing high pitch. Yeah. And he does like a middle recent uh, uh, like melody drop. He's, he's pushing himself. And I love that soon I let you go. Yeah. Soon I let you go. Yeah, and yeah, just too. just Deftones doing a uh, not a standard, but uh, again, this isn't it doesn't stick out as like this the preeminent song on the album. It's a great intro mm-hmm. to the album. Absolutely. And I, I stand by my Engine starting up. Yeah, I like I, how it just I, kicks in. I like <laughs> that. Yeah. I told you, I, I like that a lot. Um, so watch out for those Brazilian females, y'all. You never know. You never know. They are beautiful specimens, though. Oh, boy. Lisa Teria. She's a hottie. And we'll continue the uh, narrative of storytelling in this uh, in this record. And a lot of sexual fantasy. Dark, yeah, absolutely. Dark. He, he likes to go into the, the darkness of... Uh, of women in relationships and sex and yeah. drugs, and, and another great uh, a great reason to to do Tool and uh, Deftones yeah. in, in conjunction for sure. Um, but th- this is this is the shift. Yes, Digital Bath. Digital Bath number three.
have uh, quickly just shifted. Um, this is not metal. No, this isn't at all. I don't even know what this is. This is Deftones. Yeah. Yeah, and he's. Uh, and I can't help but make the make the connections, but this is a very he's singing like uh, made of James Keenan from uh, Tool. He's just got like even when he you hear him like singing singing higher up. Uh, Go from the whisper to the yes. Uh, he's definitely got a uh, a twist on, on on his voice here, right here. And here we go, like like we mentioned earlier, here's the storytelling here. Yeah. Well, I mean, first you got this. This is kind of where we're talking about Chino bringing in his guitar playing. You know, just very simple two chords. Just that's all the verse is. Two chords. Um, it, it's this is the mix of both him and Carpenter. And then you hear the chorus more in the tenth tones. You know, they're, they're doing that, if you want to say Nirvana, the soft, hard, soft, hard. Mm -hmm. But they got, if you got headphones on too, you got these little computer glips going on in the background, and there's like this air going on in the background, and that's all Delgado. So you got this expanse. If it was missing that, it would it, there would be something kind of, there would be a vacuum there. Yeah, it def they definitely add the... Pink Floyd uh, Yeah, it adds that extra texture. And from the intro here, you have Chi, uh, Chi Chang's bass, yeah. just like, boom, boom. And it's like, cool. That rumbling. There's that, that, that tone that, like, the, they'll take, you know, they'll take, they'll continue on here in, in, in the Deftones, uh, in the Deftones career. But Digital, Digital Beth, what is going on here, Charlie? Well, if you want to take it on face value. Yeah. It's luring a woman into a bathroom and electrocuting her. In while she's in the bathroom. While she's in the bathroom. Is yeah. she is she wasted and you taking advantage of her? Is she pleasing herself? Is she want you in there and then you're like, one second, sweetie, as I slip in. Now, obviously that's just taking it literally. Mm -hmm. Um the chorus is pretty simple and he, he sings it with so much passion tonight i feel like some more you know do i feel like killing you or i, I, I there's a lot of things here it could be let's get into some weird sex shit yeah let's do some drugs and go to the bathroom and i'll just electrocute you just enough just so the, you don't die yeah <laughs> i'll electrocute you and then with you know with a a finger in the ass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's and, and another in conjunction like the second song and or like you know the beginning is like let's push things sexually. Um, is weird whispering to her yeah. in her ear. He, you know, he starts it off and just oh, the fucking drums again. Here we go. Like, yeah, we're gonna build up. And it's got a, like a hip hop beat. Yeah, totally. You bobbing your head. But to he's, it. the way he's singing it, he's just doing a. Creepy, and that that's the Delgado yeah. air just blowing yeah. behind it, like something's about to happen. You just you feel the build up. Yeah, you you were mentioning earlier about how you know with with, with this type of music is you want the singer to sing what the music with what the music saying, and he's totally doing. That. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah. And yeah, and this is this is. 
the, the tones of the Deftones guitars are so fucking good. The bass, the, yeah. like we mentioned earlier, the drums, what they do every time. And, and ne- never hear them overplay. No. Never hear someone trying to show off. It's exactly what needs to be done. And, uh, and those those chords almost sound like keyboards. Yeah. And again, I think that's you going to the tones. Like, that's a great guitar tone. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's got that little phase on it. Um, it's just a creepy song. Yeah. And his and whispering on it. You, just... you, you kind of can imagine like a guy like in slow motion, like a Dave Lynch movie or something. Like Dave, like my my friend Dave. Good old Dave Lynch. <laughs> Dave, Davey Lynch, um, and just kind of like I imagine like slow mo, and the guy's like being a creepy guy, and he's he's, he's walking this down some stairs with oh. a woman, and she's holding his hand, and she's fucked up, and he's like, and he's fucked up too. And he's fucked up too. But he's like, well, what am I getting? You know, the first one we have the Felicitaria girl being the evil yeah. girl, and this one he's he's Taking the guy who's like. Oh, you don't even know what's coming in. Let's take a bath. Let's put you, you know, I'll take care of you. And then I'm going to do some fucking fucked up shit so you throw a, or, throw a toaster in the yeah. water. Or like, it's just another night of being fucked up. But tonight, I want to do something more. Yeah. I don't want to just sit here fucked up in our bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go in the in the bathroom and just, I don't know, let's get weird. Something. Uh, there's a quick um, quote from Chino. Uh, I wrote this in the bathroom of the house where we stayed in the Hollywood Hills while I was doing my vocals. We had this bathroom of the house that merged Abe's room and my room together. We spent a lot of time just hanging out in the bathroom, staying up and partying all night. I came up with this scenario of luring a female friend down to the bathroom, like electrocuting her. Uh, it's a beautiful song, but it does have a sinister side. Absolutely. And we'll hear it, we'll hear it more and more throughout the record go, uh, as far as the record goes, is just these, these, uh, Fucked up, weird situations that aren't based in, or you know, like that 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 based on a true story kind of thing. It's yeah. Like, cool. This is something that happened. Me and Charlie were doing a podcast, and I write a song about me and Charlie doing a podcast. But we were doing a podcast, and then and then electric, you know, electricity right. struck. And I wanted we to kill George. Fucking, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna leave now. Charlie's well, gonna really think about that. I'm, I'm just trying to think about that alcohol, and you're using up my resources yeah, yeah. for alcohol consumption. Survival of the fittest Tonight maybe. on my podcast <laughs> I feel like more Podcast number 12 Okay uh, so number Yeah But the only other thing is This wasn't officially single But I heard this on the radio um, This is I feel like this is like A radio song I've, I've heard it on the radio before I, I can see that Yeah So yeah I mean That's fine uh, I, Thank god DJs play music They want to play Instead of just saying No this is the single But um, even in concert It was just kind of like That's like a A hit you know, like yeah. when that song comes on, people are like, oh, shit. And I think yeah. it's because it's slow and people can sing along, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And people like electrocuting their women. And I, yeah. And I think any time. Uh, and I've seen how many. If you, you've seen Deftones, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen them probably two or three times. No, probably two. Yeah. Two times. Yeah. Two, three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and great live. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you know, I've seen them. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen them, them twice. I've seen four. Four. I, th- I thought you were gonna say three. No, I see. I've seen them. At, I saw them in uh, San Bernardino once, and then I saw them at the Coliseum once. They are loud. Uh, they are loud. They are definitely loud. Uh, love it. Yeah, and they, they they do a good job of uh, taking out the songs, bringing them down, and and, and not that you can go too off um, script, but Chino will sing it a little differently. He's, he's not just mm-hmm. reverb. Mm-hmm. You know, 
coming back with the same exact parts that you hear on the record. Yeah. It's just kind of what, again, riding the wave of what the music's telling him. Yeah. So if he's not, he might say tonight, I feel like more a little differently if, it, if it's not hitting him at that moment. Plus yeah. you sang the song 100 and times. And this, this record now is 16 years old, which is hilarious. <laughs> like, so I remember rough. it coming out. Um, <laughs> we're getting old. Uh, yeah, so Digital Bath number it's well, three. We gotta just do that from now. It's number three. We're not gonna do the. It's no, number two. It's three, but it's really two. We get it. Third record on the third track on the record. Uh, digital bath. It's like cool. Now we're we're starting to go into where now we're creeping into the we're going towards the apex. Like I said, the the the, the linear. It's gonna get stronger, better, heavier, faster, fitter, more productive from here out. George, we're going into one of uh, maybe. My, f- I don't know. One of my, f- definitely one of my favorite Deftone songs, but one of my favorite just heavy songs of all time. Sure, sure. Elite. been brutally assaulted this song from the beginning yeah it, it never really re- chills out no it doesn't and it's just an all-out assault and and i i love it for it i just there's something about it um it's always been one of my favorites him what he says over it is just so perfect just for the feeling of it and just the idea of it really stuck with me even when I was 20 and I heard it. Um, when you're ripe, you'll bleed out of control. Yeah. There's so much you could take that for. Uh, you know, when you finally found yourself, or whatever that is, if you're a musician, if you're doing anything creatively, or if you've been studying for something and you finally get it, it's just you. You're that next level. You're just gonna. It's gonna come out of you. When you're ready, you're ready. And it's gonna come out. You didn't even know what you had in this, yeah. you know, wh- or whatever it is. Um, but he's also going into depression, and I think a lot of it um, is just people. Not anything wrong with being depressed, but it's people doing it for attention. 
Um, you know, he says, uh, sure. you're yeah. in a depression because it matches your eyes. Yeah. Uh, stop the fall to be famous. Confuse, you know, when you're right. It's fine to be dark, fucked up, but don't do it for an act for sympathy or for the know, attention. pat on the back. Yeah. Mean it. Like, own it. Not just kind of like moping around, head down, I'm going to wear goth stuff all day and just fit another group, another clique. You can be that guy and wear nice preppy clothes and just be who you are. But also, the, this song is very inspiring. Elite, he even says, um, laughing at people, what they already are. And then he, his actual code is something like, if you want to be one of the elite, you are. Mm-hmm. You just believe it. Now, now, people can take that. We live in a weird time where it's like, I just say what I want. I don't give a fuck what you say. It's kind of a, there's a dick movement to think of that. But as far as you thinking that you want to be great in something, absolutely. Yeah. You, you want it, you are. Believe what you want to. Um, yeah, the line, uh, you like attention and it proves that you're alive. Uh, it proves to you you're alive. Stop parading your angles. Confused, you know when you're right. And it's like... This is before Facebook and all that shit where people need likes to get liked. And yeah. The, you like attention. You know, you want that, like, adoration from other people. Yeah. But just, like, be yourself, and you'll get what you deserve, not like, oh, look at me, everybody look at me. It, I, I wrote I wrote in my notes here, it's like, this is this is a, a shot for, like, the attention whores yeah. and the, the, the people who are doing it for the fame. Um, it's just like, you want to be good at something, just be good at it, but don't do it, at the end of the day, doing it for fame, doing anything for... Yeah. When you know why you're doing something, it's just gonna come out of you. Yeah. If you're doing it to be famous, you're gonna be you're gonna be a hollow shell. It's People are gonna see right through it. In, yeah. in, in that, there's a line that I the, or the the I guess not breakdown but kind of bridge that I don't know what it means. You're pregnant with all this space, thick with honey, but I've lost my taste. I don't. I love that. But it's like I can't put I can't put my finger on what exactly he's going for there. Yeah, well, first uh, that part George talking about you can't understand it. He's got yes. a vocoder mm-hmm. on his vocals, and he even says, "Where is it?" Uh, I use a vocoder with my voice to a de- uh, demonic ro- robotic effect, mm-hmm. and it definitely does have that. It sounds like a machine singing it. So yeah, you know, uh, you're pregnant with all this space, thick with honey. You're just you're like laying on this whole facade of something you're not yeah uh and i just I've, i'm out of it yeah i i it tastes like bullshit yeah i, I don't know I, i'm just coming out out of that, my that, ass. that could yeah it's like you're pregnant with all this space i i can't put two and two together there i love the, the i love the the turn of phrase well, there, well you're but... pregnant with all this space you you're pregnant but there's nothing inside Oh, okay. It's yeah. kind of all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're hollow. You're, you're still hollow. hollow at the end of the. At the end you of got the all day. this, all this, whatever coming out of you, but it's all about you. You're you turn in everything about. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Empty calories. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the song is about getting in shape. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but this is besides just epic song. But like, if I go running or whatever, this is yeah. it. What, Deftones White Pony for me is always like if I need to. If I need to get like in hyped for something, there's like two records that I'll play. Yeah. Uh, Battle of Los Angeles by Rage Against the Machine and Deftones White Pony. Just like I, I want to fuck something up, but like in a good way. Not like I'm angry and I want to punch some. Wa- like I want to like hit my wife. Yeah. I don't have a wife, but 
I want to like be. I want to get energy out in one way or another. Yeah, it's perfect for it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Being no. a man, getting yeah. out some of that testosterone. Testosterone. Um, this song won a Grammy. When there were other albums that have won Grammys, uh, Beatles they won a, a Grammy. Um, but it's just funny that this song won won one. The reason I like to bring it up is because when they when Deftones first write songs. There's not a song. It's, you know, they're a very riff-oriented band. So they... That's what they had for a while. And they were just going... They called it Come On Your Face. That was just... What's that riff? It's Come On Your Face. And Chino just... He always just likes to look back. You know, no, he never said anything lyrically. He was just like, I'm going to call that Come On Your Face. Because it was probably just assaulting. You know, it's it feels like you're getting... Someone is coming on your face. I, I don't know how I would know that. I'm imagining. Well, Charlie. As I'm on my knees right now. Um, but the, the reason I bring up Come On Your Face because it won a Grammy Award. So yeah. a song originally called Come On Your Face wins him a Grammy. Chino didn't show up to the Grammys. The other band members did. He said in that time he, he was still stuck in the... Uh, and maybe this song is kind of about him. Um, but he was too cool. He didn't want to... He wanted to keep kind of the underground. Uh, you know, he just thought, yeah, I didn't want to sell out. I, I don't want to be a part of the Grammys and all that yeah. bullshit. Yeah. It's like, and then you win it, and you're like, oh, that's kind of well, cool. He, he, yeah, he even said he was watching it on TV, and like he was like, my 15-year-old kicked in, and I was like, I just want a Grammy. Yeah. I don't give a, like, your, friend, your friends, whatever, whatever friends say, like, oh, dude, you sold it's like, what are you doing now? Yeah. I just want a Grammy. What, yeah. What's going on in your life? Hey, didn't, uh, did you remember the time? Oh, no, no, hold on. Oh, no, sorry. That's me. I won the, oh, no. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. No. I won the Grammy. Yeah. Not you. Not you. On the I, song, I the on the song, I called Elite. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, just a devastating, you know, and I say devastating this, like, you know, you talk about Slayer and there's bands that do even more, like, uh, double bass drums and even heavy wrists, and that's fine. But this this is more in my style. It still where, maintains melody. It still maintains a sort of head bobbing, yeah. slam thing, which yeah. I like. I get it. Some people Same. like just that all out brutal assault. Totally fine. But this, if you're gonna go heavy, I like it right in this drum. You this. wanna like? You don't just like you're not just straight up head banging until you're like. Yeah. And you can like. And then, again, riding that wave, he just... I mean, he says it probably 30 times when you're right, you blew out of control. Yeah. He needs to put that in your mind, and then forever, until I'm dead, folks, that that's a weird philosophical line for me. When you're right, you'll bleed out of control. Yeah, absolutely. When you're ready. Or when you just stop giving a shit about what you're supposed to be or what people want you to be. When you find out what you are, when you're a ripe fruit... You know, you've gone through all these different seasons of up and down, but when you finally are fully functioning, goddamn peach, mm -hmm. then you're ready. You're gonna be tasty, yeah, and people are gonna want to eat you. Nice. Yes. <laughs> but my, I retire. My, my laugh, my laugh there just kind of went with that. <laughs> <laughs> Epic song. Oh, and then yeah, this absolutely. little like keys. Oh yeah, I know. There's like a keyboard in the back right there. Um. I just want you to play this song over and over again. But I think 305, is that where we are right now? Coming up. Oh, maybe it was 230 to 305, whatever. 
You know what? Let's let's just go into the next song. The, the outro here is dope. It does the slide. Rx Queen. School, uh, not cheap, not cheap. That's a that's a bass, right? That's not guitar. No, it's guitar. Is it? Oh, with the bass playing behind it. Okay. So it's, it's, it's like doubled a, up. It's not, to me, it just sounds like a bass with a reverb. No, yeah, or, the guitar. Or, or, it's a guitar or, 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 line underneath doing the the distortion. Okay. I, I thought that might be cheap. Um, I, cheap I think he's playing underneath. Yeah, yeah. Chang. Okay. Chang. So. You got this really mellow verse, huge, catch, unapologetic, catchy chorus. Oh, like, totally. You're you, my girl. You turn that up, <laughs> and you just put your head back, and you're my girl. You know, like, and that's all right. Um, 
All right, so RX Queen. I, I just, I like the whole, we'll eat this, um, Frank Delgado does a whole bunch of weird little, he's throwing these little, well, not even that, but just these little sprinkles of sounds in the background yeah. again. Um, RX Queen is, uh, quote, um, this is kind of weird, but when asked by Chino, it's about my wife, don't ask. <laughs> That's a, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll move on to the next question then. Uh, Chino. So, uh, where, well, what's it like performing in front of thousands of people? Chino, your uh, facial hair is great. <laughs> where did you get the idea? Um, and yeah. then for those of you listening overseas or anywhere else in America, uh, I believe it's I believe it's America alone. RX is a like prescription. Pres- yeah, RX. It's it's an R, and then the bottom diagonal part of the R intersects with the X. Yeah, and it's like a prescription thing. It just means like a, a receipt, like a reception, or a, a re- you know. Re- Prescription. Yeah. So I, I don't think that that's universal everywhere. Yeah. Um, but but very. I mean, just what a great name for a song, especially if you're talking about a war, uh, girl. So your queen, but your RX queen, is she? Your your girl, but she's a hooked. Uh, you know, is this a girl that's got some pills issues, mm-hmm. or is she your prescription? She's your drug. For you for yeah. your drug. Um, it, it's it, it definitely goes dark. Uh, it sounds like a girl that's got some issues, but you're my girl, so that's all right. You know, like I got issues too. Um, there, I don't know. There's we'll get more into like the breakdown of it, uh, but he says it's about his wife. When, while this was playing, George and I were trying. Yeah, there's that little like well, I don't know what that is. A sample. It says like uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Uh, Chino goes on besides you know this is about my wife next question the most futuristic sounding song okay futuristic futuristic this well and, and he goes on and, and while, while this is playing George and I were trying to hit the snare you can't it's but you, you like, try to you're play off, we're off yeah you'll never time. hit it uh, another one another this song and uh Blood Buzz Ohio by the National. It's it's like oh, oh, oh I know how to do the I can I can air drum it but you yeah. can't hit that like no it's always off. Yeah, a drummer could do off. it easily, but yeah, sure. an average man. Yeah. Uh, Abe and I created the drum loop. This is that beginning part is just drums. It's a sample. It's a crazy bionic rhythm. I wrote a CD guitar line over it, so Chino wrote that. Bom, 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 bom. And I worked with Scott Wyland, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, on the vocals for the bridge, the chorus. Well, I guess it's the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, he came up with a really cool harmony for me to sing. And and, and when, when I hear about it, you know, we talked about unapologetic, huge chorus. You old yeah. my girl, you put your head back. Scott Wyland was the king Absolutely. of that. Absolutely. Melody, chorus guy. Um, so we have our first... Feature? Feature. And pretty, pretty for 1999, 2000, he gets Maynard and Scott Wilde, two of the biggest other rock stars in this time. So there, I like that, you know, that companionship. Is it good? I like that brotherhood of. I, I think Scott Wilde probably just showed up just to listen. Yeah. And he doesn't. He's not credited, but you can hear him. Listen closely in the background right now. Very little. If you 
Um, yeah. So, uh, from what he said, he helped them come up with that chorus, and it sounds very Scott Wildness. Totally, it really does. Um, but if you think about it in that way, maybe you wouldn't. Uh, sure, you, you, you could, even if you didn't know that, you'd be like, oh, that. That kind of is STP, STP yeah. style. When you when you know that Scott Wilds behind it, literally, yeah. you go, it's got that oh, stretch yeah, out. You're absolutely. my girl. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even that line, "You're my girl," that's not like a that's not like a thing that the Deftones would no. be that Deftones would would normally do. Yeah. But it's something absolutely Scott Wilds yeah. would say. I think he said in like four different songs. Yeah. You're my girl. Sure. He's always got girl problems. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Scott Wilds. Another. Absolutely. Another great. Devastating year we've had, folks. Uh, yeah. Losing some big ones. Was that this year? It was. I. I. I it's so. It's shitty that he. He doesn't get credited. It was right For, around Christmas time. Ah, uh, I, I feel like he was the beginning of the downfall. Same yeah. with. Uh, sure. Lemmy. Lemmy yeah. died like two days after Christmas. Yeah. Then we got David Bowie. Print. It's. It's been a tough year for music fans, folks. Sure. So I'm saying the year. It doesn't have to be. This is 2016. 365 days. Yeah. We'll it, start the year in December. Yes. Okay. It, dark Christmas. Dark Christmas, <laughs> 2015. So yeah, like, uh, uh, Grand Parsons' father. So Scott Wyland uh, helped out on this, and I want to get to this little ending, whatever the fuck this is. I but, have no idea. Man. Um, another quote, quick thing from Chino. Uh, he says, "I'm the asshole in the song, talking shit." Quote: You're supposed to feel stupid after listening to this song. <laughs> look at him now. Look at him. Um, yeah, affection for a girl with severe illness. He he goes into one part, um, which I think, you know, th- again, there's no one meaning to the song, but the third verse is, I see a red light in June, and I hear crying. You turn newborn baby blue, now we're all the virus. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking abortion. But you're my girl, no matter what we, we happens, we'll get through this shit. I, I think that it's just like uh, it's one of these sort of toxic relationships where everyone's bad for each other in, in the thing. Um, it's like you go from, you know, if you sting me, if you sting me, I won't mind. It's like you know, I'll, I'll you fuck with me, okay? Cause you're my girl, it's fine. But then when he goes. Uh, Yeah, and then, then the, 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 I see a red light in June, and I hear crying, your newborn baby blue, baby blue, now we're all the virus. It's like, I think it's just, they're, they're one of those, like, uh, uh, toxic relationships for the both of them. Yeah. You know? But they need each other. They're both a virus for yes, each other. They exactly. feed off and yeah. live off each other. There's a host and a virus, host and virus, where they're each, each other's host and virus. Yeah. Yeah. So Rx Queen. Yeah, uh, just a, a great straight up rock song and not a heavy metal song. More uh, rockish, mm-hmm. more just straight up rock. Yep. Um, let's let's just quickly go into the end though. Uh, I don't think I wrote a time for this. Oh, 3:34. If you want to go there, just listen to this little like nine-inch nails keyboard guitar trill well yeah the drums i think they just start taking out all the reverb yeah. so everything's just left yeah and then yeah very nine-inch nails great ending 
Let's play it out, George. We'll go to RX Queens over. Now we'll go to song number six. Street cop. Street cop. Just, just cart is uh, to complain in an annoying way. Yeah. Just let's get that out of the way. So street complaining in an annoying way. Mm-hmm. Um, quote, it's about meeting, you know, and again, these, this is just, I, I don't think they're as, uh, you know, we're going to talk, and I, I guess people don't know, like we do two uh, podcasts in a day. So yeah. we're thinking kind of, we, we try to have a theme. And Tool are a lot more. You can't believe what the fuck they ever say to you, or what when, when he says the songs about you can't something. Can't take it at face value. You can't. And I think same thing kind of with Deftones, sure, but sure. sometimes it, it makes sense. Uh, it's about meeting someone on the street that you haven't seen in a long time. You really don't want to talk to them, but it's somebody that you are still infatuated with. Ah, I've been there. Sure. That's weird. Where you're just like, I'm over this, but you deep down just want to be like, but I still want them to know what's going on with me, yeah, and if yeah. they want to hang out with me. And obviously, we're talking about the opposite sex here. Um, his singing over this is uh, is pretty interesting. Yeah, For I the- put. Uh, it's funny that you immediately went into to the tool thing. As I like my one of my few notes here is like it's like a bit of Maynard here, and in, in his singing and just in the lyrical content of like of like uh, just kind of like non-sequitur going through yeah just a guy i don't really know what's going on you're kind of crazy well you know the the well here's my new address 664 uh, oh i forget you can forget your fucking new address yeah you know oh, oh 615 oh i forget you know and is he six five is he saying he forgets because he really does or doesn't want to give her the real address she's crazy yeah i think so but and, you know what dude i've been living at my new place for a year and i forget my address still so. okay sure I also think it's Especially when someone asks you right away, you're like, what the fuck's going on right now? You're you're lost in that little infatuation with a person. Sure. You're like, wait, what's going on? Sure. But you're that girl with sharp teeth who grabs at my walls and pulls meat down. Uh, That's not good. Me that, no. Uh, it's not that I care, truly, but you're that girl with gold teeth who snaps at the wall and won't calm down. 
There's all your evidence. Now take it home and run with it. Now write it down. Did you get it? Get it? I love that part. Did you get it? Did you get it? Now write it down. Yeah, me too. I, 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 yeah, I, this is this is a song that I'm kind of baffled by. Yeah, same. I like it. No, I like being, I don't, who gives a shit? At the end of the day, like you said, you and I don't really, we haven't looked into this album as much as we're doing a podcast about it. Yeah. But this one still, even looking into it, I'm just like, um, I'm not really sure. And I, and I love that where you, I love where you can just be like, it's not like, okay, well, this is just completely bullshit. No. It's, it's like, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. And I can't figure it out. It's like it's it's kind of a lot of bit of everything, and I and I like that ambiguousness in in I like that yeah the ambiguousness of just like all right it can be a little bit of everything yeah. everything that I'm thinking it's probably a little bit of everything. It, what is it? Uh, stream of consciousness, kind sure. of just in the moment, and maybe being nervous when you meet someone, you're just fumbling all over yourself, and you're like, what do, what do I talk about? Mm-hmm. I, I want to act like I don't give a shit about this person, but I'm infatuated. He also quickly said, I'm singing out loud over the top of the music like Smith's frontman Morrissey or something. A cool contrast. So you got that da 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 And then he's doing like, oh, I forget. You know, he's like a lounge, like a Morrissey. Mm-hmm. This sure. kind of like pretty singing over this really heavy music. Um, and I think that's where a lot of Deftones fans come in. They like that contrast of this really heavy music with the guys like singing over yeah. it instead of just always yelling. I think for sure that's what I like. Um... And, and, and it's not just uh, uh, what's, the, what's the line uh, when you arrive you'll be out of control it's not that the whole time no. it's got elements of that yeah. I just, it's not that I care and it's not that all the time sure, either exactly that, you got the contrast yeah. of, uh, of, of the, like four or five different feelings or emotions and, yeah. and ways of singing that I think just Really add an element of of uh, uh, of, 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 of complexity with with, with Deftones music. Yeah, know? and I give I give the singers of metal type of bands that are singing over riffs that can think of melodies like this sure. because there's no chord what you to doing? follow. You're not yes. following an A chord to C chord. Sure. You're just you're you're riding on top of a riff. And if you can think of melodies like this, you got a you got a special uh, talent. Absolutely. Um, and and then let's go to the music. It's just a nice brutal rock song. Mm-hmm. It's just Deftones again. The drums, you know, they're not. He still got that boxy snare, but it's not that as reverb as it was before. Um, you know, and it, it, it makes me think they get like the wall of sound for oh, yeah. heavy metal. Like it's just everywhere. Like there's just it's not insular. It's just if you put your headphones on or whatever, it's just everywhere. The distortion is just all around you. It sounds like he's singing in a hurricane. You know, he's just yeah. his eyes closed and just, in the middle. music's just spinning around. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, totally. And just the whole time with Deftone songs, it's like you're still, yeah. still head bobbing to it. Yeah, you you're can head bobbing. You're head bobbing, you know? Yeah. So, And, and um, Cunningham's always doing nice little drum fills. Again, but he doesn't, he's always making sure he's on point. They do have those weird drum beats where we can't play along with them. Yeah. But those, for heavy metal, or for heavy music, I just don't hear drums like this. I don't know what they're doing, 
But if you really listen to their weird sounding it's, drums, it's sort of their hip hop influence. Yeah. It's got a big yeah. bombast thick sound. Absolutely. To it. Absolutely. All right. Um, are we almost at the end? All right. Let's just go into the next one. If you know, I talked about Kid A. Well, this is what I was talking about. Uh, if for sounding like just switching up to this is Deftones. Yeah. Teenager. same band that wrote uh, Elite. I'm all about it. Yeah, same with me. All I think they've it. called this the most out of out of the norm Deftone song in their catalog. Um, there's and, and I think this one's just Chino and uh, and Frank Delgado. Well, yeah. So I mean, they get an acoustic guitar, yeah. which is blasphemous yeah. in heavy metal. How dare you? How dare you play other instruments? What are you, a musician? <laughs> Where's the distortion on that thing, guy? Uh, so, yeah, so um, originally Chino had in, I now I feel so dumb, but he has a, a side band. I don't know if they ever officially came out. Team Sleep. Yeah. This was not supposed to be a Depton song. This was just supposed to be this heat He's a musician. He wants to do another style of music. And not that Deftones, Def, this is why I love the Deftones. Instead of them being like, no, yeah, you do Say that. that for your little yeah, your little cute little side project. They're yeah. like, that's dope, dude. Let's bring it in. Let's yeah. fuck with it. So it was supposed to be a side project song, as you can hear. It, that, it sounds like, um, and I couldn't even think of like a toy box, you know, when you're winding it up. And like then the, it like pops Jack out. Jack in the box. Jack in the box. Yeah. It's, like, it's got that dun dun, but like a fucked up twisted one. Like any moment, you're just like, what the fuck's gonna happen? Yeah. It's got the and that little high pitch. Uh, Delgado's all over this one. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's so it's, you got Chino playing acoustic guitar, and then everything else. Abe's not on this one. The drums are are a reversed drum sample loop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so just this is, back yeah. and forth. So it's yeah. this is just Frank and 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 Chino here, um, and like you, you mentioned, this is uh, this is for Teen Sleep, and Chino wrote the lyrics for this, or at least you know the skeleton of the song when he was like fourteen or fifteen years old. Yeah. After he it's got like, his heart broken for the first time, it's you know? like and, it's like uh, Beatles doing one one after nine oh nine. Like let's, yeah. let's let's go back to let's pull something out from my childhood and Absolutely. just sing it. And it, yeah. And the the thing that I love about it, it's an adorable like broken heart love mm-hmm. song, 
Even he says it's kind of cheesy, but who gives a shit? It's real. It, this is how I felt. Yeah. Absolutely. As a 15-year-old. Like, I mean, 15, 15 years old or not, I mean, this this is oh, he was thinking to like a 30-year-old. But, but he know? was thinking like this as a 15-year-old? Yeah. This is a deep boy right here. I climbed your arms and you pulled away. I climbed uh, to your arms and you pulled away. A new, new cavity, cavity moved into my heart today. Oh, that line. That yeah. new cavity moved. That's a great line. Yeah, and I wrote, and then, man, the, now, now that I'm seeing my notes here, there's a lot of connections between... Um, Tool and and this and White Pony here is like this is the first time that he's got his heart broken, and that first time that you have that happen to you, you're just like yeah, a it new sets you up for in my heart, and today. it sets you up for every other relationship. Absolutely, you're either like, is she gonna hurt me like that last one did, or is this one better, or or they they don't none of these they're girls, not all like this. they don't come or they don't compare to her. Yeah. So you, instead of judging someone on who they are. You're judging on that goddamn first one. It's your your measuring stick for it's, everything, and else. it's unfair. Absolutely, for everybody else who comes comes after, and vice versa for girls when mm -hmm. they meet their first love. Absolutely, yeah. it's uh, teenage, and that's just call a teenager because it's your first. Mommy and daddy aren't helping you here. No. This is you go and another this. human yeah. that had nothing to do with anyone, and uh, it's devastating. And yeah, it doesn't matter. You're right. Uh, and I, I, I was 30 years old when I went through a huge relationship, and I've still felt like this. It's you go through this. It doesn't matter. There is no. I don't know. There's. I guess some, some things can, are forever universal. Yeah. Heartbreak is one of those things. And we've talked about it before. When you you, it's the one time you choose to be with someone, share all this. You share sexual life. You share emotional. You share your secrets. They know they can destroy you. They can build you up. And then they just leave, and that's no matter what, it's devastating. Mm -hmm. It hurts when a friend leaves and moves sure. on, but your person you sleep with in the same bed. That extra, 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 extra. But especially when you're caught in that teenage years where you're just, you're complete just complete vulnerability. Well, and you're just caught in a. You don't really understand the real world yet, which is good because it's not. You don't understand how dark and fucking fucked up and boring it can be. And you shouldn't have to go through that. I you mean, you shouldn't have to always. There's innocence that can be had at this age, where it's like yeah. that's why it hurts so much. Because the first time when you when you get your heart broken, or your first time you realize like, oh shit, I won't do that again, or I yeah. won't you know succumb to that again because you yeah. you were complete. And there's something beautiful and and uh, yeah, definitely something just something beautiful about completely letting yourself go when you're the first time because you think oh this is going to be forever i yeah. won't ever have to worry about you know anything again you get your you have that complete white canvas and it just gets shit on it, yeah it, and, and it can never be recreated again because even if i watch movies now when you being an older 30 year old man and and uh, you watch even a movie where they got kids and sh and they're going through a breakup and you're and, and nowadays since you've been you're so jaded and you've been heartbroken and you've mm -hmm. broken hearts you're just like you want to talk to the kid and be like this means nothing yeah don't you're worry an about idiot. it but to them it's everything fucking everything yeah. it's more important than school mm -hmm. it's more important than their friends it's more important than the future that yeah. they're gonna live for another seventy years on yeah that moment is huge and to. Uh, it's 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 very vulnerable for him to bring that into a heavy metal. I, again, I can't not apologize for saying heavy metal because they're not heavy metal, but heavy music. Yeah. To bring in this kind of song, I 
I can't imagine when people were sitting listening to this record, knowing the first two records, they already heard Digital Bath, and they must have been like, hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. Then they hear Elite, and like, nice, Arts Queen, Streetcar, and then this song comes on. Uh, if they were like with their boys or whatever. Oh, turn this fucking shit. shit off, bro. Turn this <laughs> shit starting off. to get emotional. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure a lot of people fucking hate it, but God bless them for uh, going really psychedelic and it's got that psychedelic sound where you're drifting back into uh, your earlier life yeah when you uh, you never want to forget that yeah absolutely and I think uh, yeah and being a teenager when this song came out it might have even been before you were right around that age yeah it well it was definitely it was before I even had my first heartbreak I remember listening to the song like okay that's a nice one and then because not not experiencing that yet. Yeah. You know, it wasn't until after high school or senior year of high school that I was just like, Oh, this is what he meant. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's, it, uh, it's interesting that you say that because this came out two thousand. I just I just moved out to California and I just broke up with my high school love. Uh-huh. Not me it was I don't have to get it's into a long it. Story. it was, there's, there's both sides breaking. I wouldn't do yeah. it. But it, I moved out. I left. And uh, yeah, it's got that reminiscent of just like moving on from this person that mm-hmm. you thought in your stupid unknown mind, you thought this was forever. Forever. Yeah. And you'll feel this way forever as yeah. far as being in, 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 you left me yeah. and you left the cavity in my heart. And it'll be like this forever. <laughs> um,. And we'll, we'll, yeah, so he does, he gives this little uh, sort of innocent heartbreak. And in in the in the arc of the record, it's going to get, uh, it's Go gonna get dark real quick. Yeah, and, and but you could throw this on Kid A and no one would sure. notice. If you took out, you know, obviously not his sure. singing, but if you just put it on that music, you'd be like, that would fit on there. It kind of also sounds like it could be like a Death Cab for Cutie song or something. Like I can hear like Ben Ben Gibbard and just like the, 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 the like the computer beats in the back. Like it, to me, it sounds like it could be like Death Cab for Cutie. Okay. But we'll quickly go here and uh, hope your hope your uh, childhood heartbreak was fine because it's gonna get dark real quick. Uh, on the now side one is over. Side one, we're flipping it over. Flip now. Flip, yeah. I, I want to say knife party, but I'm gonna say knife party. Knife party. Party. Knife party. It's uh, P-R-T-Y. Not party, but party.
your knife, Charlie. No, go get your knife. We're gonna have a knife party. Knife party. Right before I was gonna jump in, the drums again. That just I don't know what to do with the snare. Yeah. <laughs> you can't air drum along to this accurately. But even the sound of the snare, it's just always it's weird. It's beautiful. It's very boxy. I, I just can't. It's not unlike. It's oh, there we go. It sounds a little better. Got a little unplugged there. So knife party. Um, first thing is you know we had that whole uh, issue with change, which we'll get into soon. Is the first single. Record company wanted this to be the first single mm-hmm. initially. Mm-hmm. Um, Chino did not want this. Um, the record company wanted this to be the first single, but I battle with them because it's just a little too weird. It's a seductive song with a lot of violent imagery. People don't tend to, people don't tend to like sex mixed with violence. The midsection has amazing vocals from a girl called Rodlene. Yeah. There you go. Let's listen for a second. song to break into that the first thing that I've always thought of and then I even when I was doing research of it a lot of people agree with me um, if you're aware of Pink Floyd which we brought up a couple times and we talk about kind of passing on the torch or like throwing back to like a little shot out yeah that that is very reminiscent of Great Gig in the Sky yeah on, yeah, on sure. Dark Side of the Moon uh-huh. when uh, that's the woman singer just goes off like she's being murdered. We got a song called Knife Party. It sounds like a girl being slashed up and slowly dying. And I think, I don't know, I, it sounds like a nod to that, but it's in a Spanish Arabic style of. Yeah. They give their twist of it. But it definitely has that great gig, great gig in the sky uh, midsection breakdown by Rodlene Grisek. I hope I'm saying your name, your name right. Um, so quickly, you got uh, Chino's side of it. It's a fake scenario, of, uh, or actually, the, the real kind of thing was uh, a bizarre drunken party on the band's tour bus. Um, Abe Cunningham used to collect knives, like stilettos and butterfly knives. And one night they were drunk, and he just he gave them out to the band and to everyone else, and they were having a knife dance party. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of an inside joke. He said it was the stupidest thing ever. We were all laughing about how silly the whole, whole thing was. It became a, a band joke, and, and I decided to write a song about it. I made up this fake scenario of some kind of underworld society of knives, people who just get off on these erotic fantasies or something like that, and eyes wide shut kind of thing. Yeah, and that's where I was saying earlier about, where, you know, based on a true story kind of thing where 
you know, they're just fucking around in the tour bus board on, you know, board on tour. Yeah. And he takes it as like, oh no, let's make this a story some, about where some fight it's club, like a nice weird fight club. Or, or, no, I, I, I think Orgy? it's like a weird like, like uh, mat, like a BDSM masticism cut party where people are like laying on the floor and they're just like cutting themselves and just like uh, like getting that like sexual pleasure or off even of, like fucking a girl and like having her your knife up to her throat sure you know sure like that weird you know danger danger type of sex um i wouldn't know anything about that but it's it's fucking dope you know yeah just that his like weird fucked up mind where he can take he can take you know a mundane not even a mundane but just sort of a everyday life on tour story and be like okay cool I'm gonna write this fucked up twisted story yeah you know song now and I'm not we we both had our share we know people do drugs blah 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 and if you go on the internet there's people that think every fucking song is about drugs Mm -hmm. as we talk about this one could allude to it if you want to change knife to needle yeah all of a sudden it gets we're all anemic um, I could float forever in this room. We can touch the floor in here. Go get your knife and come on in. Lay down and kiss me. I could float here forever. Yeah. What are we doing here? Are we doing here? I don't know. I, I, it's just like a push. I think it's just like a. It's a push for the, the, pushing the boundaries of, of pleasure. And, and tonight and, and, I want more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just just pushing the limits on on. On your on your desires, yeah, you day to day, sure. And then this woman comes in and something's uh, happened to her. She's taking it weird. She's but it's like almost a pleasure slash tormented yeah voice. Where I guess that's kind of like the BDSM, you know, masticism there, where you're you're taking pleasure and pain, and you know. Oh, I, I wrote for some reason. I'm trying to figure out why I wrote it sometimes. An emotional weapon to hurt your partner in a relationship like go get your knife and try to fucking come with your best yeah I don't know people say some weird shit to cut each other and then yeah again there's no right or wrong thing there could be interpretations I like and I think you're right like I think it goes back to there was this real scenario harmless jokey thing I'm gonna turn this into some weird fantasy sexual shit or it could have been real Mm -hmm. you could just be telling me one part of what goes on in that tour bus you never know. Back when they were youngins. Yeah. I mean, it's... But just another one, like, it's... This is the, this is the Deftones separating themselves from from the rest of, of rock music here. Yeah. You know? And there's that wall of sound like you were talking about. Just... There's no Huge room. Huge guitars. Yeah. I'm very interested to, to what would have happened if this was the single. I just wonder how this would have done. You know what? Well, first of all, they would have cut out the woman part. Sure. That's just yeah, nonsense. They would have stopped, them. stopped it. And it would have just came into the chorus. Yeah. So, you know, I'm glad they didn't. But it's weird that um, the record company wanted it, and Chino battled them out of it. He he didn't want it. Maybe the he knew. scream? No, no, he didn't want this to be a song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think he's definitely right in saying, like, all right, well, here's a weird song. Like, yeah, go get your knife. Go get your knife is like a it's a catchy tune, but you're gonna get people to sing along to a single 
go get your knife and there's this like weird sexual shit to it and again maybe let's not put this as a single let's let yeah. people let's ease people into this shit yeah you and, know? And, and george and i were talking previously and it's, it's no longer you got uh people jumping up on stage and shooting um people on stage now or, or yeah you know, on pantera and you got john lennon get killed you got crazy fans up there you say go get your knife go get your knife i guarantee out of all the deftones fans there's three percent that are crazy yeah that think go get my knife and kill you yeah that's what he's telling me for yeah. so he's probably like let's not push that idea out let's keep that one underground sure um and not that I think these are uh, these are great songs these these next two, but they're like just good straight up rock songs in the middle, and then we're we're gonna start picking it up now. Um, yeah, I, I I just think he knew that he didn't want to have this to be single because if you if you're gonna cut out the woman singing, you lost the whole point of the song. Yeah, and I, I think he knew. How long is this song? Uh, Almost five minutes. Yeah, they would have definitely cut it without a doubt. Sure. Made it three thirty. So we haven't touched on it much, but listen to listen to Abe's drums. I'm gonna go back a little bit. Just listen to his drum work going on here. was just a slow build up just adding a little sure. more of the complexity complexities. Yeah. and of course that he's just kind of whispering like go get your knife yeah. you know it's just that difference between the the choruses is yeah. this the end of it no there's uh, a part at 250 I wanted to show just like a weird time change a time signature change Yeah, so so yeah, they were, like you were saying, the next these two are kind of like the the just the the rocker rockers. Yeah, just kind of they're great songs, but nice just mid tempo rockers, um, but very depth tones, different yeah. field, different ballpark, and I think the next song Korea fits into this, but yeah. this one's more slammy, bouncy. Let's just get into it. Number nine. Korea. 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 My Korea.
as, as a lot of heavy songs are, this song is just more on momentum. Yeah. That This riff right here is just brutal. The bass is just heavy with playing along. And then it, during the verse, the bass drops out pretty much and plays some higher end stuff. And then it comes very heavy here. Um, it's a bouncy song. Like, this is one you imagine a live show. This being a great hit. A banger. A banger. <laughs> Cheers. Um, and then it has a nice little breakdown here. It's, it's a slam song. This is the first song they wrote for the record. Um, he mentions a pony. Strippers and drugs, but the pony's in here, so... Uh, and White Pony, again, is a very high-potent form of cocaine. So this is another dark kind of song. Uh, Korea. It's per it's spelled as a uh, uh, country. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also the word Korea. Uh, C-H-O-R-E-A. It's a neurological disorder characterized by jerky involuntary movements affecting especially the shoulders, hips, and face. Like tweaking out. Yeah. Yeah, and I kind of like that. I think they because uh, Korea to me it just doesn't make any sense. No. The, yeah, but if I think he switched it, the name. A little cleverness. Yeah, yeah. If if he if he wrote Korea with the ch, it'd be like, oh, this is a little too close. Calls it a, a country, and then you're just sitting there wondering what the fuck's going on. Yeah, it just seems like kind of like the the fucked up dregs of the of the dirty streets. Yeah, you know, just like getting into drugs and like. Yeah, downtown pony, work your pitch. Daytime dancer, I'll come up inside. Got my teacher now and carve your niche. Like, just street rats hanging out with street Stripper rats. And just and being, strippers and, yeah. and dirty, seedy sure. daytime life. Yeah. Even though at nighttime it gets those, fucking... Well, those fucked up people have to live during the daytime, too. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's the whole Vegas during the day. Like, what actually happens out here during the yeah, day? Yeah, Because all the shit, when it gets nighttime, when the sun goes down, that's when these people come alive. Mm -hmm. But what do you do during the day? Drugs. Getting, getting the fix for the next night. Yeah. I think this is their most uh, lyrically just again he's just riding the wave and just uh, stream of consciousness not I don't think this, this is their most and again how, how dare I I didn't write the fucking song maybe this means a lot to him but I think this is just him kind of abstract just not not even sentences just thoughts mm -hmm. just stream of consciousness stream of consciousness yeah absolutely uh, I came into feathers like leaves taste you rub me together with claws like we got yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. But I don't even really... It's a good thought to have in your head for this music. Um, strippers, drugs, and all that type of shit. Quote. Um, all just that a, type of shit. A great bouncy song. They uh, they played it live, live at OzFest when, before the record came out, and it seemed like people liked it. It just, it's got a great live feel to it, a bouncy feel. And, and it kind of sounds old school. Sure, and he's bringing, he's bringing his screamo, yeah. his screamo back into yeah. it. There you go. Just a, a straight up banger. Yeah. B -b 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 -banger. Keeping it, bringing it old school. And then um, we're going to move into the... Uh, I mean, you even told me you can speak for yourself. You maybe you're one of your your favorite song by them, or one of yours, mine too. Sure. And then their big song off the album, the next two. So, mm -hmm. usually on the end of an album, not that it trails off, but you usually don't have your biggest song of your career 
and then another song with one of the biggest singers at that time too is kind of the closing part of the album besides the closer yeah um but that's not what deftones do here they they left these two at the end um should we go into it yeah the 10th uh 10th track on the record passenger turn it up This is the Iggy Pop cover. <laughs> Powerful Iggy Pop making his way in the like future. Passenger. We got Maynard, the second uh, high profile rock and roll star. He is the lead singer of a another um, sort of heavy rock music band called uh, T. Uh, what's it called? Uh, is it French or some shit? <laughs> Short for toilet. Of course, that is um, Maynard James Keenan from the rock band Tool. In a perfect circle. And Pussifer. And Pussifer. Um, Pussy fur for, for you dummies. Yes. It's, um, uh, 
You know, we got you got country music, and you got you know you got some Stevie Wonder early '80s where they do the duets in there. They're good songs. They're kind of cheesy. Yeah. yeah. You don't hear it much in rock at all, and then especially in heavy metal. To go back to back. Yeah, like yeah. a duet. Yeah. Got them straight up duet, trading off lyrics. Sure. Why not do it with two of the best singers, in my opinion, in rock? In this type of rock music? Yeah. Well, it's just like, yeah, they go, still and breathless, just like always. Yeah. And still I want some mirror sideways. Like, just their, their kind of contrasting voices here. Yeah. And it's almost kind of, unless you really know, it's kind of hard to tell, decipher who's who. Yeah, they kind of have a, so, yeah, if you're a hardcore fan, you know. But if yeah. you're just listening, you sure. think it's one singer for a little yeah. bit. And I actually just saw uh, Deftones with Incubus uh, last summer, and they did this, and obviously Amanda's not there, and uh, Chino throws the fuck down. Very impressive. Just, I was wondering, because once I heard the introduction, I was like, oh shit, what's going to happen here? Throws down like a champ. Not surprisingly, we've heard him (laughs) yell like a month, but but still, it's like he hits that Maynard thing pretty good. but I, I just, first of all, to have a duet and heavy music is, is great. You got a creepy breakdown Love here it. with just a piano. So we, we do have piano in here. I don't mm-hmm. know who's playing this. I'm, I'm guessing it's Delgado. I'd imagine so, yeah. Um, and then, so we'll get into the theme of the song. Um, I like the trippy opening. It's almost like Fly Like an Eagle. We, it was our intro to come in here. You know, mm-hmm. it's just for a while, it's got the little psychedelic Wawa's almost yeah everything's flowing in um how they got Maynard I, 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 there's so many articles I don't want to read the whole thing but he pretty much was just coming in to hang out you know he likes Deftones they like Tool they're cool with each other uh, there's a couple of different interpretations of what happened but apparently uh Chino was going out to get beer and they were all hanging out and they had this they had the, the instrumental down and they're sitting around and, you know, Maynard's listening and just, like, steps up to the mic and starts yelling shit. And they all just start, like, That's it. shitting their pants. Yeah. just like, Man- <laughs> Maynard's fucking, like, we're tool right now. Yeah. We're tool. Yeah. You know, just getting that little excitement um, and just kind of threw out ideas. They liked it, um, or they loved it. And they, they started working on the uh, started working on the arrangements and the, you know, the riff structure, the time signatures. And they kind of had it briefly down they had the song down but Maynard came in and said why don't you why not why 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 do it in straight up 4-4 why not change the beat to 3-4 sure he's already doing the tool thing he's trying to change it tool wise why not make it harder on ourselves yeah but like they were already I mean if you look at the 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 and I'll, I'll, oh, I'll other take songs. away from the story the, yeah. from, the, from the rest of this Like seven eights, seven eights, yeah. three, three fourths, yeah. you know, yeah. a, a bunch of different time signatures yeah. It's not up to the level of Tool as far as time no. changes But but it wasn't like he just came in and said I'll sing over any song you want It yeah. was like I, I'm part of this I want to put my put my two cents yeah. in sure. I'm, I'm invested in this But he, he left for a while They started working on the song And uh, they just said call him up and bring him back in and like let's get him on this out mm-hmm. on this record see if he's cool with it he was all about it and the story is that he wrote pretty much the gist of it uh chino said i want to write like a song about being with someone in the car kind of letting go of everything being let someone the driver be in charge of everything kind of a night driving song he's like we already had a driving song shut up and drive from yeah. the album before 
Um, but that, that's the gist of it. And he said, Maynard's a professional. He worked on it, came in, had most of the lyrics, and then he had like actual blanks. And he's like, that's where you're going to write your lyrics. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. He, he yeah. didn't write the whole song. He just said, this is what I'm singing. Yeah. Here's your part. You're a little duet. Yeah. You're writing a duet. Yeah. Yeah. Professional. The, the drums going into the chorus. And, yeah, and the chorus is a different tempo already. Yeah. Yeah. From it's the verse. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's more steady. It's not as choppy. Now this this is one of those songs where on on its surface mm -hmm. it works so well and you want to be that in the story. If you've ever been drunk in your life or out of your mind and you're just in the passenger seat and it's nighttime and it's a beautiful California night or whatever night summer night, you got the windows down, you got the music blaring and you're kind of out of control but you're still just kind of like you're there. You got the music up. It's one of those great moments in life that mm -hmm. you should try. Yeah. Or you, I hope you've experienced. It, maybe it doesn't even have to be on drunk. Maybe it could just be a nice day. You're going out with your friend. Whatever. That helps them. Nothing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to push that drugs and alcohol. To, yeah. But just a moment where you absolutely feel free uh -huh. and just enjoying the moment. I, and I think we could go into just turning up the music and driving. That's part of it. But I think it's it's a song about being in the moment, but also not having any control giving control over to another person or to a higher power entity or just living in in the moment and this is going to tool kind of subjects uh living in the moment and, you know let the whole world look in now you could also go into this could be a song about getting a blowjob let let people look in to you know let these misty windows down um there's a lot of interpretations but the the base the the under under not underneath part of it is just a powerful song right here this riff matters all existence in that moment no troubles no no past no past no future no control just letting go it's it's the uh fight club just let go yeah i think it, it, he's he's uh, you were saying at surf at surface level i think surface level it's about you know fucking in a car while like or, or getting your dick sucked while driving and just the adrenaline of doing something dangerous while something sexual and the combination of the two <coughs> and, and i think just over the course of the song it's almost like start to finish from initial sexual contact to climax as the song just progresses forward and like your car's moving faster driving faster and you're just climaxing you're going and it's it's definitely this journey from start to finish yeah. of something um at a surface level it's, it's a sexual one and i like how it's two two men singing it and they can make it somewhat homoerotic just yeah. to make you feel uncomfortable <laughs> yeah totally. which these two would do yeah i mean just this just this part right here oh Yeah, I was um, 
Was I coming back from? Where was I coming? I think I was coming back from LA, nighttime, with my girl, and just played play this song on loud. And there's just certain dri- driving songs. And, and again, this is so on the surface, passenger, let the windows down, but yeah. it fucking works. Yeah. Try it, experiment, be a scientist. Mm-hmm. Put the song up loud, go drive at night on a highway. And get your dick sucked. Get your dick sucked. Or your vagina licked. Get your vagina sucked. Or your, or your what else is dick there? licked. Yeah. Whatever you want. Or, or just Live drive on a nice sunny day. Sure. All right? Read, have, read the nothing has to be drug sucks. You know, you can just uh, enjoy the the trees and the mm-hmm. sunshine. Yeah, but that's fun. That's fun. Banger. Uh, banger, yeah. One of my favorite Deftone songs easily. Uh, and it's, it. I mean, even if it didn't have Maynard on it, uh, I mean, just the, the chorus and I mean, the whole thing. It helps. It's just, it definitely doesn't hurt to have Maynard on there. Um, but we will change on to the penultimate song on the record. Penultimate drink. <laughs> this is when he chugged. Song number 11, Change in the House of Flies. song right you've heard this song if you're listening to this is you probably know this song. <laughs> big song of 2000 uh change in the house of flies deftone's biggest song and just a uh just a change for the whole our whole talk about new metal and just the shift this was the shift mm-hmm. if you don't like this this shift then you don't like this kind of music but this was huge for this heavy type of music uh, beautiful, uh, heavy, but even we'll take it from Chino. Um, it's not mellow, but very washy. It's a bit like Quiet and Drive. I, bl- I play guitar on it. It's a beautiful metamorphosis. So that opening riff, that that nice little, it's it's almost like a, it's almost two chords, but he, he goes from major to minor, major to minor. He wrote that. Again, we go into him kind of having influence. Instead of writing like a riff, he wrote kind of a chord progression. Yeah. And then on top of a bigger riff. And I think this is where him and uh, guitarists kind of come together and write their greatest song. Together. And, and there's a, there's between this, uh, the first, or the I guess the last one, the first one, there's kind of these like big sort of epic stream of consciousness songs. Um, and, this, and this is one of them here. 
uh, and it's these just kind of like epic up down up down you know rolling hills of of of, uh, of sonic you know landscapes metamorphosis landscapes yeah uh. and yeah and they're they're going away from the new metal you yeah. know like you said this is now I mean, the last couple songs are kind of going into what Deftones will be doing for the rest of their yeah. This is definitely the the, career, but the blueprint. Know. Sure. Yeah. And and I, for a while, I thought it was the guitar in the background doing like the those weird trippy sounds. That's Dugato. Yeah. He adds on just the beautiful things to kick into a chorus. Like one thing sounds like a swing. That's like a fucked up swing right before the chorus kicks in. And then it's got the the build up uh, during the verses. Um, Chino says it spawns the song spawns for me being a complete asshole. Um, there's so many different interpretations from this. You know, I hear someone changing into something that you don't recognize anymore and hating them for it. Uh, you hear a man destroying the object of his desire, ripping off the wings. I cut off your wings and I laugh. Um, the ahs here. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. What I was saying earlier about, I think it was uh, maybe RX Queen, but just that like uh, mutual destroying of each other, and like I'll let you, you are bad for me, I'm good, for, I'm bad for you, we're bad for each other, but we have this fucked up magnetism towards each other. Is this is it's prominent in the, in this one too? Those kind of just yeah. Uh, Dangerous symbiotic relationships, you know, yeah. or, or, or uh, a symbiotic, uh, oh yeah, symbiotic, sorry, yeah. word. And, and you know, I, wa- I watched you change into a fly, I looked away, you were on fire. But I, I changed you. Yeah. I watched a change in you, it's like you never had wings, now you feel so alive, I've watched you change. I took you home, set you on the glass, I pulled off your wings, then I laughed. Like, there's like, you know, she's a fly, and then you're gonna take her and manipulate her, and your control of her, everything... Uh, and 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 then towards the end, so now you know that's his his bullshit for her or him or whatever. And then and then it goes later. I, it's like you never had wings. I look at the cross and I look away. Give you the gun, blow me away. And it's it's you know it's that it's that back and forth between the two of them. Now you feel alive. You feel alive. Watch you change. It's like you never had wings. You change. Yeah, it's but it's almost like you brought in someone that was beautiful, brought them down to your hell to think that you would help them be more free, sure. and you've turned them into maybe a drug addict. And now, almost like, look what I did to you. I watched you change, but I was the one that did this to you. Now turn it back. I mean, like, kill me because I just fucked up your life. I thought I was taking you you to a better place, and now you're in a worse place. Yeah, there's that part of it. Uh, again, the the album is called White Pony. Cocaine, change, cocaine. I've been around people. We've been around people. Um, people. Uh, and what people do anything, they change. You see a huge change in someone that becomes uh, a cokehead or any oh, type it's of addict. A, it's aggressively. St- it's aggressive on coke. It's, it's, just like, it's gross. But not even on coke, but just as a coke head. Yeah. Just their whole demeanor. They're shady. Mm-hmm. They're not who they used to be, and they can only feel alive on the coke. They're kind of like a dead corpse. I know it's a little harsh, but um, 
they're just not trustworthy anymore. I feel a lot of that with this song. Even when I was 20 and I, I was seeing people around me, I don't know. It's I, I think a lot, a lot of a lot of it with drugs. Now, I, that, but I do like that interpretation of him taking it. Like I kind of did this. Yeah. I introduced you to this world, and now look what I created. I took off your wings, and now you think you can fly. It's like you never even had wings, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there was like that pleasure in knocking someone down to your. Now you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. I feel better because now you're at my level of, of fucked upness or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And now I got you stuck here. And now I'm trying to get out of it and you're, you're back here. Mm -hmm. uh, what a fucking dark song to be a big uh, hit single Your of hit. the 2000s. <laughs> but that's the times that uh, no, we live in. That was 16 years ago. Yeah. But um, ooh, times have changed from uh, I want to hold your hand. <laughs> oh, boy. Things have oh changed. Oh, but there's also, you know, at this time, we're, we're talking about how new metal is huge, but it actually wasn't. During this time, Britney Spears, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys were huge. Yeah. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah. So I'll take on the, I'll take on new metal all day. Give me back Limbiscuit if I has to be if that, Britney if, Spears. If that pop shit's my, yeah. that bubblegum pop's my alternative. And, and we're going to keep going through this flow forever. That's just the way the, the cookie crumbles. But uh, this was a nice relief of darkness mm -hmm. to take over yeah it's more real realistic um great playing again they they know they figured out how to hit the big chorus yeah, yeah. and when no, that comes sludging in it just bash it, it, off the face and they're not even necessarily like who you want or not at yeah, all they're shanty. not like these like yeah uber mantra chants they're they're you know because you're my girl or i or flip uh, the windows down this you know it, it, you sing along to it but kind yeah. of subconsciously you're singing along to it yeah not because oh, you necessarily agree or feel what's going on with the story but yeah they can make the catchy dark tunes yeah the drums on the Oz retarded <laughs> yeah I mean mental uh, sorry guys it's, it's retarded you can use that word it's retarded in a good way I'm saying it's good it's a good thing um so then, okay, change. Big hit, second to last song. Sellouts. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, we'll go to the last song on the record. Kind of the first song. Kind of the first song. It's the full, that first uh, was back, back to school mini maggot. Now we are going to go into the full seven and a half minute version. We're going to play the whole thing. No, I'm just kidding. Pink maggot. Oxygen. 
So you had uh, you had mini magnet or uh, back to school. You would never recognize that this is gonna be that song, but for the first two minutes, a minute and a half, yeah. it starts off like this, very spacey, trippy, and then it kind of jumps into this this first song, back to school, mm -hmm. that you know, like we said before, they took the chorus, sped it up, made it more new metal, whatever the hell you want to call it. This is just the long, drawn out, and it's cool, um, but there's really, besides these first lyrics, I'll stick you, then I'll take your oxygen away, I'll set you on fire, because I'm on fire, and always you alone, so when to this whore, I'm free, and they lose her, so forget about me, because I'll stick you, and then it goes back to push back the square now that you need her. Um, so it's pretty much the same song, just in a different version. Yeah, it's got this weird high pitch yeah. singing here. Um, Chino, it starts off really spacey and freaky with just guitars, vocals, and turntables. Then it turns into just me and ends up a triumphant anthem about being on top of the world and feeling like the coolest kid in school. And then here we go. Weird little. Dear Prudence. And then now we're back to yeah. the song that we've all heard from the first album. So kind of a 180 more Deftones-ish that we've known in this album sound and his, his singing's even a little more droney and this sounds like a goodbye mm -hmm. well he's, they're kind of going more straight tempo here yeah yeah Stop that quit, all that quit. Who it's just chill. Yeah. Yeah, it is a nice little out. You, you see him like singing it just kinda laid back on a chair. Yeah, he's he's less intensity than the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So thus ends Deftones White Pony, the two thousand record. Um, the third one and I would definitely suggest listening to the rest of uh, the rest of uh, excuse me De Deftones discography I mean they they don't have a bad album no. as far as I'm concerned yeah they, you they, know, they don't have ones that are like necessarily ones that stick out as sort of you know life changing or whatever as as, as White Pony was for me I mean I was a, I was a kid so but you yeah, know what's weird? Time. Yeah, you know what's weird is they got the first two albums, which are like this screen board. Then this is the shift. And if you m read more into the story, they they got so big that they kind of lost touch with each other mm -hmm. in the the drugs and the rock rock star life. Yeah. And just making a shitload of money all of a sudden, and they can do whatever they want. And the next two albums after this are good, but there's just this. From what Sheena says, is this disconnect? Well, just like you come in and do your part, I'll do my part. We're yeah. not even we're not even gonna fight because I'm not like this one. We fought over shit. We're passionate now. It's like, oh, you're gonna sing that shit? Of course you are. Now I'm gonna play this stuff. Yeah, and, and not not like I don't like it, but like I'm not even gonna challenge you. Mm -hmm. Almost like a passive aggressive kind of thing. Like we're doing fine. Uh, we'll see how this song suffers because of yeah, and and those albums are good, but they're I think they made this comeback with with Diamond Eyes and then Koino yeah. Yoko Ono is what George and I call it Koino Yokon, which it means I love is, you. Koino uh, Koino Yokon. Koino Yokon is, yeah. is a, a lovely great one. 
in, in Japanese. I, I don't remember. Oh. I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, from from Diamond Eyes and then that one and even the new one, which I have to listen to more. I I think they have a resurgence. Absolutely. That, that I like, and it's with the new bassist. Chi Chang passed away. I wish I had the year on my. 2012, I believe. Okay. It was between. But he was in. It was be just before Yoko Ono. Yeah. Um, well, he but he was in um, Coma for a while. He was in a bad car. I think he crashed in 2008. Yeah. Just. Um, and just had a bad fucking accident and just kind of never recovered. It's cliche, but sadly, this is what brought them together. Yeah. The death of which the death happens. Of their de death brings it either doesn't it either tears you apart more. Yeah. Or you realize, guys, we're just we're we actually get to be in a band and make money, not make money, but just live off, like make a yeah. living off this, and we're good at this. Mm -hmm. Let's get back together. You know, let's let's start focusing and taking this a little more as as a brotherhood as we started out as. And this is all coming from the interviews I, I read from Chino, not just me making that bullshit. Um, and I think their their last couple albums are as just as strong as or up to this level. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you. Uh, and the uh, bassist is. He's he's a beast. He's doing something. He's just kind of playing on his own level instead of kind of playing like the deeper. Not nothing against Yu Chang at all. He, he just listen to these albums, but there's something he brings to the new dynamic of the band mm -hmm. um, that's pretty impressive. That I really like the sound of the new Deftones. Yeah, um, and they have they have a B sides and rarities record, and there's a couple of the White Pony ones on there. They have an acoustic version of uh, of uh, change, right? Digital Bath oh, okay. is pretty cool. They do um, change, right? No, maybe not. Um, maybe you're right. Maybe it is Digital Bath. Yeah, uh, they, yes, they do do change as well, acoustic version. Yeah, um, and Teenager. And yeah, so just different versions. And you you mentioned you know Deftones record wasn't the the self titled one after. I like that one a lot too. Um, but yeah, not a bad album in their discography as far as I'm concerned. And just one of uh, heavy. If you like, if you if you want to like, if you're like myself and just want to ease yourself into heavier heavier rock music, Deftones are sort of a great way to go about doing that not because they're not because they they straddle they don't straddle any lines of, of holding any punches of, of uh, you know they're, they're half-assing metal or half-assing heavy rock they don't half-ass shit mm -mm. and uh, but they're just nice and melodic too where well you can you can get into I, I certainly got into heavier music because of Deftones yeah and it speaks to themselves that they're around and they're relevant and you know maybe not in the pop sense relevant mm -hmm. but they're relevant as a heavy band they they still sell big uh stadiums yeah. or not stadiums but you know whatever sure um and especially coming from a band that started in the early 90s late 80s there's no one left really besides them as far as the upper echelon besides tool yeah them as far as like heavy metal as goes. As said, yeah no yeah. you know chili and you two and those yeah. older bands but like as far as heavy they're the big ones that are sold, and I'm sure there's underground bands like How Dare You, these bands, Refused Melvin's, or, yeah. and I get it. Yeah. But just at, at, at that level, they're one of the ones that are still hanging around that mm -hmm. were at the top then and are still at the top now. So yeah. the, you can't deny that. Um, and they're still making great music, and they don't uh, water it down, is no. kind of what George was alluded to. Um, but this was their, uh, their coming out moment, 2000. Absolutely. And they did it in the year 2000. Beautiful. Yeah. Great timing. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the podcast website, www.thisismusicpodcast.com. Leave us a comment, review, whatever you want to do. We are going to go out with uh, maybe the banger of the bangers on uh, White Pony. Yeah, my favorite. Elite. Thanks, guys.
Love you. <laughs>